We back. Basketball is live. I'm your host, Glenn Poole Harding. And tonight, we have a very special guest. This basketball head is from the second most winningest program in New York City history, Boys and Girls High. He was part of one of the best backcourts in New York City history, alongside Dwayne Pearl Washington, which today is his birthday. So, RIP to the legend. While Pearl created the flash and flare, this basketball head was steady with a deadly jump shot and a high IQ. When he left Boys and Girls, his name was mentioned among the best that ever came out of the high. After leaving Boys and Girls, he received a scholarship to attend St. Bonaventure University, home of our former guests, Glenn Hagen and Eric Hicks, our sponsor over at Game Over. He went to St. Bonnyland and was honored as a legend by the university by the time he left college. He played a few years overseas before returning home and competing against some of New York City's best bowlers in the summer Pro-Am tournament. He served as Ruth Lovelace's assistant at his alma mater, Boys and Girls, and won a few city and state championships before moving on to Brooklyn Tech, where he is now the JV head coach. This basketball head also is the founder of I Got You Basketball Program here in Bed-Stuy. Without further ado, help me welcome to the show, boys and girls, great and St. Bonaventure's legend, Elma Anderson. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? ready? Yes. 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 You have you just stepped out, out into, into the world, world of chaos. chaos. Where everybody, Where everybody goes, goes hard. Tickets because the game about to start. There you go. Hold right. on, right. let's make some noise. Let's make some noise. Nah. Hey, listen, man. Hey, listen. I've been doing, I've been doing Zoom, Zoom for the last yeah. eight months, man. Listen, I didn't, and on my laptop, I didn't even think about that, man. Don't worry, right. I'm, I'm glad we got it. Turn, turn the devil way. Turn it the right way. Don't turn the side way. Turn the long way. Yeah, take the long way. There you go. That's right. <laughs> hey, everybody, get some thumbs up to my guy Elmer Anderson, who is now in the building. Show him some love, bud. Thank you, bud. Listen, I didn't on my laptop. I didn't even think about that, man. Yo, get up the phone. Put your phone off. Turn my phone off. No, you got. You still got your phone on? No. Okay, okay. So what's Which that noise that that in the background? Oh, you're right, man. There we go. We're good now. I still hear something in the background. That's you. I, I'm not on my phone. Oh, it's the... 
I'm sorry, I got the laptop on. Okay, all right. There we go. There you go. There you go. All right. All right. All right. Now we good. Welcome to the show. I'm, I'm glad. Listen, it's an honor to have you. You know, Ooh. we finally made it happen. No and doubt, no doubt. I, I, I didn't get a chance to say this yesterday, but happy belated birthday. Got the oh, your birthday, thanks, man. Right? Appreciate it. That's yeah. right. And it's so thank crazy you. that your back home partner birthday is today. So it all sure worked enough. out, man. Yeah, sure enough, sure enough. It's uh you know, it's 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 interesting, you know, when I think about it, you know, for for you to uh to have me on today and I thought about it, I said to myself, I said, Wow, I said things so uh you know, it's befitting that that I am. I'm doing this today. And yeah, and I think I think God made that happen <laughs> because I didn't really have an idea, you know, about right, right, the right. birthday day. So it all worked out, man. Hey, Capricorns forever. That's right. That's right. So, who introduced you to the game? Uh, I'm gonna say my, you know, my 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 uncle and my gym teacher, you know, uh, you know, junior high school. And everything. Uh, that's because I was really a basketball. I was a I was a baseball head. That was my thing, man. Yo, me too. I was a baseball football head before I became a basketball head. Well, I'm still I'm still a baseball head, but you know the uh, the game of basketball was introduced really my, through my gym teacher and then my uncle. Once I I showed him, you know that I was interested in it. Uh, you know he started uh, taking me you know, to the park and everything and, 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 and working on my jump shot, which, you know, so, I, so I, thank, I thank them for that. That's right. Bring the phone down a little bit some more. Um, bring it down a little bit. So you, there you go. So I get the whole, I need you to bring it down a little bit more. No, no. Uh, uh, so I can see. There you go. So there's some space. There you go. Cool. So what junior high school did you go to? Uh, junior high school, 57. You know, Where with Mr. Anderson. Yeah, yeah, and Mr. Anderson, he he wasn't my teacher, but he was one of the teachers, uh, one of the teachers there. He came yeah. on uh, my last year, and and everything. But uh, you know, fifty seven was that was the place to be. It's where I, I honed honed my skills and everything, and took started taking the game serious and and going to the park. You know, I was crazy. I would actually go to the park. Uh, early in the morning before it was time to go to school and everything and end up going to class all sweaty. But, you know, I, I did that because I just wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be a pretty good basketball player and everything. And uh, so it, 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 it panned out. It definitely, it definitely panned out for me. And everything. Definitely. Uh, that, that extra work, putting in that extra work is very important because while everybody else is sleeping, you working. And that's, you know, it's crazy. That's what I always I was always told, you know, now some of the things that I always relate to my players and everything, you know, when I, you know, while coaching everything, but definitely, man, uh, 57 was definitely, you know, then you start playing with the older guys, you know, they beat up on you a little bit, but then they recognize like, whoa, wait a minute, this youngster got, you know, he has some skills and everything. So, you know, they kind of like took me under their wings their wings and everything, and uh, and from that point on, it was like, all right, I didn't have to worry about nobody picking on me to fight, you know, you know, bothering me because it was like, hey, this, you know, this kid is, you know, is pretty good. So, you know, you just you just go with the flow. 
it, it, it was a rite of passage for us to play with the older guys. I was talking to Mo Hicks the other night, and yeah. and even uh, Ricky Sobers, it was the same way. Playing with the older guys kind of helped develop us into the players we became. And then by the time we got to high school and started playing against guys our age, it wasn't as tough because we was going through the rigmaroles of dealing with the guys in the neighborhood. <laughs> I haven't heard I haven't heard that word rigmaroles in Lord knows how long, man. Jeez, oh my goodness, rigmaroles. All right, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, we're from, we from that school, man. Yeah, but it definitely, uh, you know, you had to you had to earn, you know, you had to earn your right to uh, to play on a specific court in the park and everything, and uh, you know, and it was and it, it was done in a way where you know just just play hard, keep your mouth shut. Pass, you know, pass the rock, you know, play some defense, try to get you a few rebounds and everything. But uh, eventually, you, you know, you hit a couple of shots and then, you know, they start recognizing, you know, old school cats, they're not blind. You That's know, they right. Might be older, they might be older, but they're not blind. And they, uh, you know, take into account like, all right, you know, this is this is all right. We're going we're gonna to let him rock out. So, you know, when you've gotten better, when – it's time to choose up a team, and one of the older guys actually picks you on the team. Aside from picking another older guy, and yeah. Then you know sometimes you look back and you go, "Yeah, he picked me just so I can be the fool and run into the fence and and go for the loose ball and everything." That stuff that they call the Euro step right now, right? And, um, and that was that was the hood step because you had Thank to step across the glass. Yeah. You have to go with that crack in the ground. Yeah, and if you didn't, and if and if you were the one who who stepped in it or, or got cut by some glass, they always was, you know, all right, let it be the young fella. You know, I gotta go, I gotta get up and go to work tomorrow, you know, or whatever. But uh, you know, old school That's basketball right. definitely was a blessing. So was you a a quick learner or took your time to kind of develop into the player you became? Uh, I've always been one, you know, I'm going to say a quick learner that that falls into to a category, even, you know, with school being skipped two times academically, but, uh, um, uh, I, I, oh, hold on, hold on, man, hold on, you, you, yeah. you, you saying that like that's regular, you got skipped twice? Yeah. Yo, let's make some noise for that right there, man. That, mm. I don't think we celebrate that enough. Right, I heard um, God getting skipped once, but twice, Alma. That's amazing, brother. Well, one of the things, one of the things I look back on. Sometimes I kind of wish, I wish I hadn't. You know, in a sense where, you know, back then they didn't talk about prep school. So while, you know, I'm 13 years old on varsity. You know, at the high, so I'm just a little baby, and everything in the 10th grade. You know, whereas everyone else is older, but I, you know, I'm on the team. And all, but again, when it goes to picking up things, you know, you learn right. something, and then what you do is you try to master it. Like I used to watch, I, I love watching Paul Westfall, Kiki Vandeway. Mm. Those, those were the type of cats that I like because I always was was uh, uh, curious about, wow, how do they do these things with their left hand as well as their right hand? Right. Everything. So I wanted to become, you know, when I learned the word ambidextrous. That's something that I wanted to uh, to be, you know, become in, in this game. Even with baseball, I want I be I made myself into a switch hitter. Yes. You know, and the basketball, you know, my thing is, you know, I'm gonna give you this with the left, and I'm gonna give you some with the right. 
So, you know, pick your poison. And, uh, <laughs> make sure you, you pick know, it because it just yeah, might be dead. Hey, listen, I had this dude, this cat uh, from one of the teams um, uh, from our primetime team, Alex Roberts, and he, he's yeah. a funny dude. He used to call me he used to call me 40-40. He said, yo, he's going to give you 40 with the left or 40 with the right. This depends on what side, what day it is and everything. So, you know, I took pride in a lot of that. My, my grandmother used to get mad at me because what I used to do with the basketball, I actually used to uh, – take the rock and and dribble in my in our yard in our brownstone and just you know dribble and make left hand act like I have a basket in the middle of the uh, uh on the wall right right just constantly doing jumping off my right foot left hand right foot left hand and in the meantime I also got to avoid you know you know that little that piece that leads to the basement had to yeah. avoid you know not stepping on <laughs> Stepping on that, but my grandmother used to be like, boy, you don't stop with that basketball. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, doing all of that put me in a position and, to earn myself a little scholarship, man. So That's right. You know, and, and picking look, up on stuff is important. That's, that's, that's very important, man. And, you know, all of us had to find our way somewhere. And, you know, those little things, getting up early, practicing mm -hmm. on your own in the yard, all of those little things kind of help develop you into the player that you are. And there was Absolutely. no training. Nah, nah. And, you know, that's why sometimes I look at, you know, I, I see a lot of, you know, people doing training and all that stuff. I'm like, hey, you know, sometimes you have to have the wherewithal to just do things on your own. You know, once you, you learn something, you know, just go work on it. If you don't get it right away, that's all right. As long as you work on it, eventually when you get it, you get faster with it. And now, it's, as they say, on to the next one and everything. And so it was, uh, you know, my, my upbringing with, with basketball. And then one of my homeboys, you know, who I, I really appreciate, you know, to this day, he was someone who, you know, my uncle had to work this and that, but he gave me the fundamentals. But my homeboy who played at Westinghouse uh, with, with Roosevelt Chapman and uh, Jimmy Clark, Larry Gibbs and Larry lived across the street from me and Larry used to be outside with the basketball you know uh, uh, dribbling and you know I you know I took to him and then he started taking me to walk up the street in the middle of the street with basketball just dribbling the ball between our legs from corner to corner corner to corner man and everything and doing all kind of different dribbles so those type of things you know, motivated me. I look forward to, you know, he was older, but I look forward to whenever he would, uh, you know, come home from practice. And then we would always do this at night or the, the girl next door, you know, she, she played ball too. She would take me to the park, 81 park, you know, my grandmother didn't mind me going, you know, with her cause we was next door neighbors and she was older right. and, 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 you know, she entrusted, you know, he's in good hands and everything, at least not in the house, eating up everything. Go out there, go ahead, get out there and sweat that's a little right. bit. That's uh, right. That's right. That's, that, so, you know, that's so not that So at the time was the, the guy who played, what was his name again that played for Western House? Oh, Larry Gibbs. He was their starting Larry point Gibbs. Guard. Yeah. Was he the best player in the neighborhood? Uh, I'm I'm going to say he was the best. Remember, I, I didn't still... Even though I was playing, it was mainly me playing in, in gym and everything. I really didn't know uh, the dynamics really of high school, 
you know, sports and who was who and this and that. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's ironic that you say, you say that because, you know, he was, he was good, but there was a guy across the street, uh, again, that lived on my block, had some pretty, right. you know, people, this guy named Joe Gatson, who at West 4th Street, he's a legend down in West 4th Street. They call him Hollywood and Chiffon. This cat used to wear like a leopard, leopard poom poom shorts and play. In what? the games of Wall Street, yeah, 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 and six six man, and just dunk on everybody. He always played with Harlem USA, and uh, you you ask anybody, you got Joe Joe Gass and Joe Chiffon, yeah, wow. we, call him, we, we call him Terry, but he was like one of these smooth, you know, smooth dudes, and uh, you know the girls loved him. He was like muscle, you know, one of these muscle bound cats, but he can ball and he can jump. I mean, jump out the gym. Wow. And he, he played with Fly Williams and all of those guys. That's how I got to learn later on because he would he would take me with him to to a game. So it was a lot. Of, it was a culmination of everybody had a little piece, you know, a little piece of this uh, this pie that, that that we was making in terms of my my basketball pie. And then uh, next door to him is crazy because now as Larry and Joe was turning me on to the game. My uh, another neighbor, he was the manager at Alexander Hamilton Bas- for their basketball team. He was the bad, the boys, one of the managers. And, you know, he used to always be a ham, 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 this, ham, that. I'm like, yo, I'm thinking he want a ham sandwich or something like that. But he, he, was, he was ham, ham. Right, right. You know, I was like, you want some green eggs? But anyway, <laughs> you know. He, uh, he 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 used to tell me about it. So one time uh, he he invited me, and I went over there to a game, and it was against. I didn't even know it. It was against uh, George Westinghouse and everything. So I got to go. I went to the game, man. I'm telling you right now, just watching Alexander Hamilton's layup line was bananas. I never it seen was a thousand of them. It was a thousand of them, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what sure, enough, sure enough, it was a thousand of them. But the way that they would warm up, man, it was like watching the Harlem Globetrotters. And they kind of had outfits that were similar. But, man, it was so – I'm sitting there like, you know, I'm like, wow, this is – man, I want to come here. You know, I wonder if I can come here. So I'm watching the games, and my favorite player ended up being, and believe it or not, I don't think I ever told him, but he, he'll know now, uh, was Beetle Washington. Beetle Washington. Uh, let, let me tell, tell you something. You, something. you uh, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go. Right, but I got to say this. Because I, I never saw him play in person. Mm-hmm. There's a game on YouTube with them playing uh, – Benjamin, not uh, they were playing. Ah, oh, forgot the school. It was Benjamin Franklin versus, yeah, Alexander Hamilton. They mm. played Benjamin Franklin of uh, Philadelphia. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've never seen a point guard like that. Yeah, nah. especially back then. Now you can go ahead and tell what you saw in person. Well, I, I tell you, it was just to watch a, a guy who was shorter than everybody. When he dunked on the layup line, I was like, wait a minute. It was like bungee, you know, and he was, you know, chubby. You know, right, not, right. not fat, but he was just like, 
you know, he he had a little he had a little 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 weight on him, but it wasn't like right, right. He was like, and I'm watching this dude. I'm like, and then his ball having him. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna work on that. He, he do two bounces, and then he cross over, and then he'll pull up and everything. And the, and believe it or not, he had me actually trying. And what I this is this is what I would do. I would watch other players, and then if I seen something that I wanted, I would try to mimic it. And that's why, like, to this day now, you know, people don't understand the impact that we all have on kids. They may not say anything, yeah. but they're looking. And I, I swear, I used to try to shoot like Paul Westfall, Kiki Vandeweghe, Larry Bird, uh, 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 and Beetle Washington. And I wanted to shoot. I, I swear, I wanted to try to shoot like Beetle. And and the reason why is because the way he did, shot, it was just so cool. It was like, yo, this dude, this guy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was so cool. Yo, listen, let me tell you something. And and then he was quick and everything. So Beetle was my Beetle was my 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 dude and and everything because that's all him. And then of course, you know, watching him play against my boy Larry and, and Chapman. You know, uh, of course, I wanted uh, you know Westinghouse to win because because of Larry, but right. also in my mind, I'm like, wow, I wish I I wish I have a chance to go to uh, to Alexander Hamilton. But that was next as I got you know started getting better. You know, my uncle was like, you are not going to Alexander Hamilton. You know, uh, I had a chance to you know you know from these other schools taking these tests and. And things as such, and then it was like, you know, boys and girls high school. It was he just he just felt he had a lot to say on what school I went to, and then also meeting, you know, coach coach Paul Brown, who I loved to death, you know, coach and uh, you know, coach <laughs> coach had a way with things. Uh, one time, uh, I was playing at Vanguard. Uh, I don't know if you remember the Vanguard. Vanguard yeah, Oils. yeah. And Gil Reynolds. Yes. Yeah. No, I didn't play with Gil. I oh, you just played. You just played with the Vanguard organization. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I played. For, it was it was Vanguard, but I didn't play for Gil. It was okay. to practice at uh, two fifty eight mm -hmm. on Recon. But anyway, uh, I remember, you know, playing a game that that following year, playing a game against the Gauchos, and uh, Coach Brown was. Uh, actually refereeing the game and that's how i met him because i had a really good game against the gauchos who i had no i didn't know who the hell a gaucho what the gauchos were or anything i just knew i was invited picked on a team to play against the playing a game put on some purple and gold and that's um, right and go out and, and, and perform and then that that's that really was all she wrote then my uncle met him my mother met him and uh, and it was one of my it was my zone school, if I if it was they did zone back there or whatever. But I know that's where I ended up going. Mm. And it had just opened up a few years prior to that as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, well and moving to Fulton Street before it was. I think, I think oh, we were no. like uh, I'm gonna say seventy six. I think the school was. I think it opened seventy six or seventy eight. Seventy six. It was one of those. But I, right. I, like I said, I'm being, I'm being, being real with you. I had no idea 
or anything, man. I still was wet behind the ear. Still, even though I was playing, you know, started playing this ba basketball thing, man, I was still playing stickball in the street. And That's I didn't right. know what school, schoolwork was easy for me. So I didn't know. It was like, ah, whatever school, I don't know, and everything. So I, I couldn't tell you. Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, That's crazy. It's, yeah, Joe Jackson says, uh, <laughs> he says, hold on, I'll try to get it. What you, oh, I think I lost it. Oh, he said, funny how you was cheering for those, uh, for the house back then, and you destroyed us every time you played for us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, listen. You know. I, I played for HBO, too. I may came on maybe after uh, Joe stopped playing, but I would have remembered it. Well, my, my thing is, you know, uh, Westinghouse was in our division and everything. I actually, when I look back, I believe Westinghouse beat us. Did Westinghouse beat us in the, was it my sophomore year or my junior year? They upset us. I think we was at Canarsie High School. Was it Westinghouse? I don't know, but I, I just, uh, I know we always used to, we always used to beat you know, we used to beat, you know, beat Westinghouse, and we used to beat a lot of these other schools, you know, high school and everything. And and you know, I just look back and I'm like, wow, it was just like yesterday. I know people, you know, don't under, wouldn't understand when I tell them. I'm like, listen, to get into our games, yes, to get into our games, yes. Crazy. First of all, it would be packed, and then there would be another three, four hundred people outside trying to get in. I've heard stories where people would offer a kid who had had a ticket would offer a hundred dollars. Let me get two of those. Back tickets. then, it was so crazy. Yes, yeah, I remember. I never got into those games. Come <laughs> see, they wanted to come see you know who, man, Pearl That's Lewis right. and everything. So again, like when I think about it, when I got to. To, to the high, I didn't know who, who who Dwayne was. I didn't know anything. I'm just like I said. I'm just a, a matter of fact. I was twelve when I got to school, and then turned Damn, then I turned then I turned thirteen. Then I turned thirteen. So uh, just being on the team, and I remember, um, you know, this is the craziest thing. I remember, you know, Gene Carroll and and used to be in charge of the conditioning, and uh, you had to run a certain amount of laps in a certain amount of time to be on the high team. Now, here it is. I'm a young cat, man. And somebody tell me you got to run the quarter mile, you know, one time around less than a minute and everything. Or do four laps, you know, less than I think it was six minutes or whatever it was. And I'm like, this is crazy. You know, but... I'm trying to do these things, but now I'm getting nervous because that was one of the that was one of the last things that that was a requirement to for you to even try out. Even though you know you had you know little workouts or open scrimmages or open things, so I remember being on the track and I didn't make the time. I didn't make the time. Everybody who made it was all older than me. They made the time, and I was like the only one. Uh, even the guys that wasn't as what ended up not even being as good as me or making the team, but they were, you know, part of the, the scrimmages and getting involved with uh, the open gym. They made the time 
And I remember having to run, man. And I ran, and I remember Larry Thompson. Larry, My God, LT, that's right. Larry stayed out there and was like, yo, yo, you can do this. I, I'm that's, telling that's you, I Larry. Remember, good, good I brother. Made, and I made the time, and I'll never forget this. I walked into the locker room, and I just started barfing, just bleh, just letting out all, all the school lunch, all everything came out of me. But you know what? I, I used my own, and I ran my ass in that gym. And all they wanted to know was, did he make the time? You know, Gene Carroll, did he make the time? And they said, me, I made the time, and that was it. That was all she wrote, and that was my, that became my connection and my, uh, my the start of my uh, my career. So. And wow. Yeah. Salute, salute, Larry Thompson, my OG, a guy who made sure I stayed on the right track. He always looked out for me and made sure I was doing the right thing. So salute to you, Larry. Yeah, no doubt. These guys are, you know, you look these these a lot of times you gotta look back and be thankful for a lot of things, you know, because you don't you don't you don't you don't get this on your own. That's right. You, know, you don't That's get right. it along the way, you're gonna run you're going to run into a few people who you need yeah. and unbe sometimes unbeknownst to you, you know, yeah. that they're helping you out. Like no one really knew Larry stayed out there with me. And, you know, Larry was very encouraging. Malcolm Green was very encouraging. You know, Ty Whitehead, I look back, I'm like, Ty Whitehead was uh, just, Whitehead, you know, never one. Whitehead, Whitehead was just, you know, he was just, he was just cool about everything. He's like, whoever makes the team makes the team, you know, him and all small, and everything and 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 shit. When you talk about shucks, when you talk about the high, you know, you start thinking about the cheerleaders, because all I would hear about is the cheerleaders. <laughs> and, I, and I found out during the course of that year, man, it was nothing like being on the team and having those girls, those young ladies cheering. And we had the baddest cheerleaders around. I mean, they stayed all the stepping, the stepping that pe that people do now. And them, them girls was doing that, doing that with pom poms back then. Definitely, definitely. Uh, my God, Mark Petit wanted to say, "What's up, Elma?" And thank you for your words of wisdom. Um, coaching oh, JV at the high. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, my God, Mark Petit, uh, right. another one of my guys. Gerald Green said, "What's up?" Oh, oh, tell Gerald. I said, "What's going on?" Wow, definitely. Gerald. Okay. Gerald, yeah, he was okay. on the show. I had Joe on the show. Yeah, make sure you tell him to tell his brother Malcolm I said hello. Oh, Jerry. definitely. He hear you. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Good. To, good to hear Joe. Joe doing doing his thing. Doing all right. Good for Joe. Yo, hold on. Uh, my head just got messed up because my guy Mark goes. The artwork is fire. I don't. Sometimes I, I don't turn around and see what my guy's drawing. Yes, That's he saw you, it. He put up his fire. I thought you, you, you got somebody drawing. Well, he drawing the well, back that's of your head. That's our resident artist, uh, Jamel Powell. He played for Jackson under Coach oh, Andrew, Andrew Jackson? Yes. Oh, man. Well, you tell him that one of my good good friends, uh, Vernon Moore, you know, uh, Andrew Jackson legend. That's my that's my dude, Vernon that's Moore. That's right. And, I, and I, I'm in contact with Doug Harris. We're going to get him on okay. either yeah, this yeah, month yeah. or the next oh, month. Right. Let's go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. Listen, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot of history, but you know, with the uh, high school was high school was something else, man. High yeah, school. yeah. Do 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 your eyes, man. What was the basketball scene like mm. when you was in high school? 
in New well, York City? First of all, you know, you got, you know, you had to know how to play, you know, because the competition level was so, it wasn't watered down. It wasn't watered down. You made like when you mentioned Alexander Hamilton having so many players, but it wasn't watered down. Them no. cats could play. They just, it just had a lot of players that went there and everything. And, uh, but overall throughout the city, I mean, you're talking about the hand, you're talking about South Shore, you're talking about Jeff, you know, who, who, at that time was was they was it was after Sid Green, so they struggled a little bit because we used to smack them up. And I know Bud tell no Bud. Bud actually Bud won't get mad because Bud was a, a part of the smacking team because after we That's left right. they continued smacking Jeff and everything. So I like Ron that he's that he's that he's the he's the leader over there now. But back, right. that scene, that scene was phenomenal. I mean, I'm talking the games, our games. You couldn't even, you couldn't have our Hamilton games or Lincoln games at our gym. Right. They had to be at Pratt Institute or Long Island University because there just wasn't any space. No, it wasn't. It wasn't space. And and those those were the type of games where you get in there and you doing your thing. And, and when I say doing your thing, I'm talking like you doing your thing in terms of people wanting tickets. You know, you got the girls liking you. You got the teachers, you know, on your case because Coach Brown was something else, man. He he got he knew all the teachers and he told them if if you slipping up with anything. You know, uh, uh, you let for them to let him know and everything. I don't know if he did that with everybody, but I'm telling you, Coach Brown's type of cat. This guy would call my house and see if I was in, inside. And like I said, he probably did it with others too. But it was just those type of things. And I don't know if you you have a lot of that now, but the playing scene, it was in, it was the games was the games was aggressive. You know, wasn't any quick whistles. And things of such, and and if you wanted to score, man, listen, you had to you had to earn it. And then in our case, you know, I'm playing with a magician, man, with the basketball. This guy, you know, <laughs> I, I I was smart enough. <laughs> I, I guess I can attribute I, I can attribute that to, like I said, the classroom picking up on things. I was smart enough to identify, man. Listen, take your ass to an open spot and just be ready, just be ready to shoot. And once, and you know, Dwayne, by us being coming in together. And then, you know, start. I, I didn't get a lick of playing time except for when we, uh, our team, my sophomore year, when I came into school in 10th grade, the only time I would get playing time is if we was blowing somebody out and everything. So I would, you know, I was happy. But what I learned, it's like, yo, get to an open spot and take jump shots. You know, he's going to, Pearl is going to find you. Boom. He would da 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 Boom. Find me. Put it in. And that's our junior, junior and senior year. But my sophomore year, you know, I was in, in the game with, you know, other players. Right. I made sure, because, you know, back then, if you scored 10 points, you were in the paper. You scored double figures, you were in the paper. Yeah. <laughs> Let them know, Alma. Let them know. Don't exist anymore. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I can get my name in the newspaper. That's right. Oh man, that girl that I like. Oh, if she see me in the newspaper, maybe, maybe, just maybe, she'll hold my hand. You know, that's right. Every day. And uh, so I know I forget, I'm not gonna say his name, but he used to get mad because he was a senior. 
And you know, here it is, I'm a sophomore. Cause I didn't, like I said, I didn't come in, I didn't go in in the ninth grade. So I'm a sophomore, you know, in the 10th grade. And, and every time we was blowing somebody out, you know, I'm just looking at Coach Brown. I'm just waiting before he can finish going down. <laughs> the buzzer was already ringing at the at the uh, at the scores table. You're so I'm ready. In, You're ready. Yo, oh, I was running, 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 and in my mind, I'm like, just get ten points, just get ten points, get the ten points. I'm feeling good. We won by forty. I'm not even thinking about the forty that we won by. I'm just like, yo, I'm being the paper tomorrow. I'm being the tomorrow, and everything. And then the first thing you do. You, you, you buy the newspaper in the morning time, and then you get it, and there was a little store. Get the paper, you see your name, and then you got to put the paper in your book bag and everything because you don't want nobody thinking that you you you, you was waiting. Uh, you, you, you're you desperate. And right, right, right. You take, it, you take it out, man, listen, and you see that girl that you like, and you know you're gonna bump into her either in the cafeteria or in, or in science class, and you just ease that ease that right on to her and be like, yo, hey, hey look, <laughs> check it out. And, yeah, next thing you know, you know you get a different look now. You know, oh yeah, she give, you a, she give you a different look, like, hmm, okay, you know. But anyway, those were but the basketball overall, man, it was like. It was just incredible. I like like the travel. You know, Coach Brown believed in like, yo, know, get out of the city to go play, you know, other people. And of course people was, you know, inviting us places because of because of uh who you know, who was the number one player in America, you know, with Pearl. So we would go to like uh uh Camden, Trenton, you know, and and that's just an example. But I remember, I'll never forget our junior year, man. We go down to Camden, and uh, yo, we beat we beat them at their place. They're number one in the country. They got Milt Wagner, Billy Thompson. They got NBA first rounders. All of this Kevin Walls, and we get in there, you know. And and the crazy part is we got there. The, the bus, the bus driver went the wrong way. We still to this day we think he did it on purpose. So here it is. We got. The newspaper traveling with us, you know, Bill Travers, and I forget the Bill Travers and Scott was with y'all. Was with us, and uh, and the other uh, the guy from the Post. So hold on, hold on, hold on, y'all. Let me because you you saying this like this regular. That shit don't happen no more. No, no sports editors or writers is writing with a high school team to their game. They'll beat you there. They'll meet you there. Yeah, get a phone call and get the stat sheet, but they ain't riding with y'all. This is crazy. And the thing is, when you say that, you think about it, it gave the writers a chance to get to know the players and everything, and it made us all so comfortable and everything, but also it ensured that the, the, you know, the press, you know, of course, they get the right to get in, but... At this level, for where we were going with camera, right. it was insane, man. It was like we got there hour late because of the bus. They gave us like 15 minutes to get dressed and get on the court. I kid you not. 15 minutes to get on, to get dressed and get on the court. We're playing against the number one team in America, Camden. We get in there. We walk in that gym. 
I had never seen anything like it. Never. The gym was so crowded. I'm talking because their gyms, their gym is bigger than our gyms that we have here. You know, everything. Yeah, exactly. was, yeah. You know, for some reason, their gyms were bigger. You know, when you start heading out of New York City, their gym was bigger. It was almost like it was a little bit bigger than South Shore because South Shore has a pretty big gym. Yeah. Because, yeah. because of the bleachers going all the way up. But here's the crazy part. Listen. We walked out that locker room to that gym. That whole place was just as foggy up top. You know why? Because back then you could smoke cigarettes. So people in the smoke gym. cigarettes that's, in the that's, gym. That's so true. It's, that's it's so true. It's so, it's like puff, puff, pass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they in right, there. Right. We, we walked on that court. <laughs> all the talking, all everything that you heard when you just stop because everybody was like, yo, there go that there you go. There go Pearl. That's Pearl right there. Yo, that's him right there. And you hear it as a even as a yeah, as his team as his teammate, you still hear it and you hear them and they and it's like they're the opposing team and they're talking about this dude like like they just looking at black Jesus like something is crazy. Wow. You see it's like, and let me tell you something. He did not disappoint. Yo, he came down one time. I swear he was shaking and baking. He was rocking these dudes. That's why I don't get all excited when I see these kids now when they talk about, ah, oh, you got hit. I'm like, who got hit? What hit what what? Like, <laughs> they tell me that they talk about that's from being a crossover. I, I laugh. I'm like, y'all ain't seen you know, y'all that's ain't right. seen anything. Y'all seen the main pro Washington. I used to tell That's him, right. I need to Google that. But anyway, he comes down. Boom, boom. Yo, I never seen him do it. I never seen him do it in a game. He shook these dudes. They collided with each other. And he split. And he jumped. And he dunked that shit right on Billy Thompson's head in the game. Me. Me. I never seen him do that. Off two feet, he just he went up like he was gonna do his normal finger roll, and I'm telling you, he turned that shit over and he dunked it right on Billy Thompson's head. Bam! The whole place in Camden went crazy from that point on. From that point on, Pearl had a thousand or so cheerleaders in that game. They when he came down the court with the ball again, I'm being smart. I just run to spot up. That's he's right. Down, he's shaking the shit. He's shaking the shit out of these guys, and that every time you see that they would all stand up. The people in the spot, you see, it's like it's almost like you know how they do sometimes. You know, well, they used to do it in you know at the entertainers league, a certain yeah, league. Yeah. Where now, like if somebody's going battling one on one, and then as you're coming down with the ball, you know they're getting up, yo. I'm telling you, these people was getting up like, what is he getting ready to do now? Boom. He had, I'll never forget, he had 39 points. I had 23. And I remember my uncle putting his arms around me and saying, son, this was your coming out party. Because that was, that was, that was, it was. Because right then and there, if I could play that good against the number one team, in America, in front of all those people, I was going to be all right, and so that was a that was a that was a that was a turning point in my 
my career. And it also, again, made me say, you know what? Y'all got something going here. You know, you knocking down shots, boom, boom, boom. And he's getting to the basket when he wants. And then I realized he, I was one of the only people he would pass the ball to. He, he, in terms of, unless you had a layup, sure. But in terms of kicking the ball out, yeah, he, he knew where I was and I knew where to go. Even if he's in a fast break, it was times I'd run behind him. He'd throw the shit between his legs, between his legs to me. And I'm like, oh, you know, catch me off guard. But I'm like, I'm not messing this up because if I oh, do, like, you, you won't get it no more. You know, so those was, uh, those was, man, listen, then Trenton, New Jersey, you know, hitting the game with him, passing me the ball to hit the game winning shot, you know, at Trenton. Those are things, you know, and that's how our bond, you know, on that court was was what it was. And, uh, you know, and traveling. So I look back at that, and I can tell you stories about about them, but I can also tell you, like, even in, at, uh, in Virginia, you know, not to – Did he, he score, about, like, 82 points or something like that, and you yeah. had, like, 50-something? How, how did that go? The game, the, game, the first game in Norfolk, Virginia – the place is packed again. I mean, it's like we're like celebrities down there. Well, he's the celebrity, but we as a group. That's right. You like, got trouble like rock stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I dropped 50. <laughs> I dropped 50 all from outside, all jump shots from like all kind of ranges and everything. And you know what? They didn't have the three-point line then. My our senior year, they didn't have the three point line in high school. Had they had three point line in high school, especially for that game, you would have had seventy or probably a hundred. It would have been it would have been bananas. But after that game, and then because they all was like double teaming him, trapping him to run that, and he would pass it. I was just letting that. I was letting that bad boy go. And then the next game, he he'll drop like forty, and it was crazy. We broke all the records down there. We just we did damage and left, but uh. You know, it, it was, it was, uh, it, it just high school basketball. Then the Kangaroo Classic. Come on, man, Kangaroo Classic. I got two MVPs. Believe it, I'm playing with him my junior and senior year. My junior and senior year, each year I was the MVP of the game. Wow. And and, and it wasn't like I w- I would go out to try to do those things, but I was. You got kids that are lazy. Like I try to teach my guys. And they learned it because they, they understood because if you don't run, you're not going to get – I ran the court, man. I kept moving. I Like I said, Paul Westfall, Kiki, man, the way these guys yeah. – yeah. moving. You want to score – Move without the ball. Move without the rock, man. You <laughs> put yourself in a position where your teammate almost have to pass you the ball because you're that wide open. And if they don't pass it to you, then everybody's going to say, oh, man, what's wrong with that dude? He ain't passing the ball. He was open. So you put the pressure on certain guy. I didn't put no pressure on Pearl now. Don't get me wrong, because he ain't never had nobody guard him anyway. It was just, you know, and then he'll pass. He'll be like, yeah, let me let me, let me, let me, let me hit this, knock this down from out there and everything. So, you know, when you look at all of that stuff, you say, wow. We had some games in Pratt Institute games that came, like I said, the Kangaroo Classic. Those are Brooklyn institutional games that you had to go to, that, yeah. that you had to be a part of. Yeah, look at look at Lincoln. I remember Don Marbury, Eric, uh, 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 man, what is this cat's name? I'm forgetting his name. And he was good, too. 
Which, well, uh, uh, hold on. Oh, Not, we got Eric Dawn. He, 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 he wasn't Luke, from Coney Island. No, Luke. it was no. He was no. He was from Coney Island. He was dark skinned and slender. He was good though. Henry Hamilton. Henry Hamilton. He not from Coney Island. He from Flatbush. Okay, but he went. But he played at. He played he was, at Lincoln. Listen, I, yeah. I when I was a freshman, Kenny Parker. That was Kenny Parker's hero. Yeah, Henry, so, Henry Hamilton. Yeah, so him and uh him and Don Marbury. I remember us going to Lincoln, beating them there. And I'm just when I look back at all these games, man, you know, it's like it was it was in it was in it was insane. And then, you know, after we left, of course, you know, then Bud and them came along and they kept the tradition going and, and they reaped they, they reaped the rewards of well, you know, the things that we were doing. Not so much the, we was winning, but we never won the championship because that's what I want to get to. That's what I want to get to right now before we even move off this. And James Majors, we like to say what's up because he's in a role. Yo, tell James I said what's up and tell him I, I said thanks for the thanks, James, for the well wishes too. You know what I'm talking about. No and doubt. And, uh, that game, I remember Alexander Hamilton. We would always beat them during the regular season, you know. But people used to always say it's hard to beat a team three times in a season. Oh yeah, so I know here, that. So here it is. We're uh. We're playing Hamilton in the semifinals, you know, our senior year. And it's like, you know, I had, I had a great season was going good, this and that. You know, it's nothing like knowing being recruited and knowing that you're going to school for free and everything. You know, I look back and uh, I shot the worst game of my life. I shot, I had the worst shooting game of my life. I never liked shooting at St. John's. Uh, for some reason, the backdrop. I just I remember. Yeah, certain gyms for a shooting. I'm experienced that. Yeah, even at the Carrier Dome, I didn't like shooting up at Syracuse. I didn't like that gym either. But for fate. some reason, I didn't. I did not shoot well at St. John's. So when we played in this game, I mean, I shot. I think seven for twenty-eight. I put up a lot of shots because what. What Ray Haskins did, and he'll tell you in a minute, because he always told that story. He said, we're going to lock, we're going to double Pearl, and we're going to just beat up on Elmer. We're going to beat him up and let him shoot as many and let him, you know, and let him beat us and everything. And uh, my thing is, I didn't worry about the physicality part, you know, because I was a tough, I was a tough mother. I was one tough dude, you know, in terms of like, I knew you know, contact came with the game and it didn't bother me. And most of the time I was by you or whatever, I didn't even get it. But we lost in the semifinals and that was my final, you know, high school, you know, high school basketball uh, game representing, you know, boys and girls. And I never forget, like worried, like, oh my God, all these coaches, all these, these offers are they going to take? I never forget Judd Heathcote came down and told me from Michigan State, he said, listen, don't you worry about this game. He said, I've seen enough of you. He says, your scholarship is still available. Even, you know, after I visited, I loved, I loved Michigan State and everything, but I just was like, it's too far. And all they talk about is Magic Johnson and everything. And then they had a little white guy on the team. And, and I'm not a fool. I'm not a fool. I'm sitting there watching one of the games while I was there. And I'm like, wait. Man, this this white dude pretty good, and he was a freshman. I'm like, wait a minute, 
Then they had Scott Scowls. I, I was getting ready to say Scott Scowls. And then they had Sam Vincent, who was just a sophomore. I'm like, but they wanted me, that assistant coach, they wanted me down there so bad. And I just, and I remember Sam Vincent and uh, Kevin Willis taking me out, uh, uh, you know, hosting me. And I had the time of my, you know, I'm still, I remember I'm a young whippersnapper. I'm still young age-wise, you know, but still I'm a senior. So they think getting over this, but just to make a long story short, it was crazy because we go, they take me out and great people, wonderful people. They take me out, you know, they enjoy the campus life and everything. Plus a big school and we out and uh, they go, hey man, you want, you, you know, what you want to, what you want to drink? They got this, 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 and that. You say, you like Long Island iced teas? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I said, yeah, I'll take a Long Island iced tea. I'm from New York. So I'm thinking Long Island iced tea. Long Island iced tea. I'm thinking Long Island iced tea is just a Long Island iced tea with some lemon juice in it and some sugar and some tea. Man, let me tell you something. I'm drinking it. I'm like, this is this is a good, this is good Long Island iced tea. I'm like, you know, the music is playing, you know, whatever is crowded, people coming up to you like, hey, this is our recruit. Yeah, you coming, you coming. I'm like, yeah, you know, man, you know, drink. And I'm like, I see a Miss Pac-Man machine. So I want to play some, you know, Pac-Man, because again, I'm still young. Yeah, I go, I'm playing Miss Pac-Man, and you know, all of a sudden I'm I'm pretty good at Miss Pac-Man now because it's moving slow to me. I'm like, something ain't right. Yo, young fella, you want another one of those Long Island Ice teas? I'm like, yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah. I didn't find out until the next day what Long Island Ice tea truly was. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, I just had an alcohol batch, a drink. And everything, and it's not their fault. They just, they just assume right. you're in college, college. Yeah, right. you're in right. college, and they. But my, my dumbass, I'm thinking Long Island iced tea, and I'm just like, you know, I never touched another Long Island iced tea for like right. until, <laughs> until until I was until I was grown. But the bottom line is, the experiences that you that you that you get, you know, from your from your high school career. Uh, if you're in a position like, you know, like I know Bud can attest to this. I know many guys can attest to this. You know, when you go on those visits and when you go and you know that your family will not have to pay one penny yeah. to send you to college, yeah. you have no choice but to be grateful and appreciate that. And I certainly, I certainly was. So anyway, but that's, uh, you know, that's, High school was high school was bananas. That's all I could tell you. All right. so I, I I know that was crazy. You playing with Pearl? He's Mister All American, yeah. right? Who asked did you bust that year to put you on that that next level? Plateau, one of the top guards in the city. Man, a lot of man, a lot of guys caught that ass whipping, you know, <laughs> and, and everything. But a lot of that, a lot of those ass would like. I remember, you know, dropping forty something against uh, FDR, and a lot. Of, I, I, I don't, you know, a lot of guys caught the business because 
I was picking up a lot of stuff that, that Pearl did, like the ball handling, behind the scenes. Nobody knew I would be in the gym working on. I'm trying to do some of his moves and trying to, with my jump shot, plus those, some of those moves. You know, I was like, hmm, okay, we're going to do this. But I don't, I don't recall when I started feeling like I'm busting ass is really when, when the season was over and I would be with the Gauchos and we would be playing and these tournaments, tiny archer bowl tournament. And I'm like one of the few Brooklyn cats that was down with the Gauchos back then. So I'm traveling, I'm playing my, my boy, you know, uh, Dread, you know, uh, Dread, Kyrie's father, you know, Rod. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. These, these, these are my teammates and right. everything, you know, uh, 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 and everything. So I'm up there to my man, Charlie Beck. So, you know, I, that's when I started lighting guys, you know, lighting guys up that I, that I, re I remember like even in Tiny Archibald, I, I, when we won the championship and they said, and then they give out the end of the year awards, end of the summer awards. And it's like, and the number one scorer in the, in the entire league, and he said my name. I'm like, damn. I was like, oh man. And my, and my coach who I love, Dave McCullough was like, yeah, man. He, yeah, said, Shit. Yeah. he, said, he said, he said, you don't understand. He said, "Dude, you're a scoring machine. You score. You get. You getting layups, jumpers, this and that. And the number one thing I was good at at that time making free throws. So yeah. I lived at the free throw line. Everything. So I don't remember. I just remember just you don't. Sometimes you don't remember who who asked you been busting because you, just, you, you do your business. You give them a business card at the end and keep it moving. <laughs> you know, it's like the, the, the whip ass business card." But, That's right. Uh, but my, my, I really evolved after after college. Yes. You know, like during, I mean, like really because yeah, I remember I was young, so still, I I still didn't come into my my myself physically, even though I was strong, but still, I didn't have the age and everything. And uh, after co after college, man, is really when. Or when I came home during the summer every time from college. But after college, that's when I started giving guys the filthy business, man. Oh, we're we going to get to there. What, what life adjustments did you have to make uh, at St. Bonaventure, coming from Brooklyn? Uh, Well, I was always a laid-back cat and everything. So the only adjustment that I really, that I really, really had to make was the rigors of the academics and everything. Even though I was a bright kid, still, that's bright, like, here. For some reason, it's like other places, they were already other students. You were know, doing what you were doing, were doing already. They, they were just on a different level academically mm -hmm. as I thought until it took me a minute to find. I remember one of my math classes I think it was math and management. It was one of these classes, and I'm like, Shh. I'm like, nah, I gotta get some help. I don't know. They talking. I hear. I see everybody raising their hand. They got answers, and I'm like, I'm like, this stuff is like Chinese to me, or or right. something. It was like encrypted. I'm like, I have no idea what they talking about. What happened to you know fractures and and this angle is perpendicular to this. So what, they ain't saying none of that, man. It's like the hypothesis. They, they talking about, you know, uh, uh, unilateral and all kinds. I'm like, I'm like, what? 
So I went and I got help. And I and I and I told my, my coach, I said, yo, I had the coolest coach, you know, Coach O'Brien, uh, who ended up coach, leaving after my junior year, going to BC. Yeah. And then the head coaching job at Ohio State. But what I'm saying is that was the biggest adjustment for me. It was just the the discipline because what I used to do like in school, everything came easy. So I really didn't didn't study study because it just was it just was coming it was just coming in like but when I got to college man yo I might as well have to have my pants down getting a butt whipping from my uncle for you know for using a curse word you know that I wasn't supposed to use when I was little because it was kicking my behind and then on top of that you know having to uh you know uh uh compete yes. and everything so that was the biggest adjustment. Like I said, I wasn't one of these these guys that had to party and had to do all of this. And I remember going out with the fellas and walking around in the rat skeller and everything, you know, finally going going out and you know, and uh I remember in the rat skeller, somebody said, Yeah, hey, what you got in there? Give me some of that. You know, they think I it was beer. And they drunk it and it was orange crush. They spit the shit out. They was like, Wait, what is this? It's like you're supposed to have beer in there. You know, you know, that's Bonaventure, right. Bonaventure was a was a part, you know, a party school, but a high academic, you know, a prideful institution where, you know, you can get toe up. I've never seen anything like this, man. You get toe up from the flow up on Friday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then on Sunday, you couldn't even get in the library. Everybody right. in the library studying, and I'm sure that that's on uh, many many campuses and up. Uh, you know, that was just the biggest adjustment and also not being able to come home sometimes, you know, for Thanksgiving or Christmas and everything. And uh, but I, you know, Christmas, my mother always made sure I got for Christmas. But I was going to say some some people would be like, oh, shit, I don't get nothing for Christmas anyway. I'm, I'd rather be up here. At least I know I'm getting, you know, three solids you know, and getting to cool out and, and going on a trip somewhere, staying in a hotel room and, and all that stuff. So it's, uh, that was, again, not to sound redundant, but my biggest challenge was just the adjustment and having what others would have, we didn't have, and that was free time. Right. And then because you got practice, yeah. you got tutoring, you have this. So when you did get your free time, you know, and if you wasn't an excellent student, you still had to make sure that you did, you know, certain things. I mean, I had, you know, teammates that just, you know, were smart and worked hard. You know, one of my teammates, Tom Boney, Bones, you know, Bones is like, you know, not to say what he's doing now, but he's doing he's doing well. Just like a lot of my other other guys, you know, uh, you know, you got to put the time in. You got to put the time in. And, and you start learning to do that later on. But I tell you this, if you don't, if you don't have some of that discipline instilled in you a little bit, you ain't going to finish. You ain't, you're not going to finish because you got to at least know what it's like to work hard a little bit and everything. Because other than that, you'll get lost. And like I said, at a, at a school like my school, you'll get lost in the source. And, and the thing is, it's a small school. So, it's hard to get lost, but you will get lost and everything. Yes. So how much would you guys get per diem when you guys go on road trips? 
This is the James Major's question. He said from 1983 to 1985, they got $5 on road trips a day. They got what? $5 a day oh. on road trips. Nah, in the big year. Nah, we, we got more than that. I'm sorry. <laughs> tell, tell, James, tell, James, tell James, I'm sorry about that, man. So I tell, tell, tell him, I'm sorry to hear that, but and the thing is, we were smart enough, you know. I well, I know I was, and and I'm gonna say the brothers, and I'm saying I'm gonna say all my teammates and everything. We're smart enough to save that money. You save that premium right. because you know you're gonna get three meals. You're getting breakfast, you're getting pregame, and you're getting a meal after the game. And on the road, man, my coach, Coach O'Brien, man, yo, this dude made sure, you know, he didn't, he 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 was in charge. But he didn't handle it. But he like delegate like yo, y'all make sure we was taken care of. We were taken care of. We, you know, with per diem, and you save you you save your per diem. It's like you know, I think back, you know, real quick, just jumping ahead. I'm gonna jump right back. I remember like when I was trying out for the sixes, seventy sixes, and the per diem. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, you know, I'm like, this is money right here to eat. And on yeah. top of that, you're getting fed. And people don't realize that's outside of the contract. Yeah, that's outside of the contract, man. It was like, you know, so, but the college per diem, you know, coming from where I, you know, from, man, that, that, that money came in, that, that money came in handy, man. That money came in handy because at nighttime, you know, you get oh, hungry, man. just like all these athletes, you get hungry, you know, you want some Domino's pizza, you know, when that's when Domino's really just started hitting, you know, hitting home. And everything, and you can get up. I, I, I forget the price of the pie, but the pies was bigger than they are now. They they oh, send yeah, you a large. Sure. They send you a large yeah. now, and it's like a it's really a personal personal yeah. pizza and everything. Yeah. But back then it was like, yo, you're not gonna eat all of this by yourself. So you share right. that's right because uh, and then you have your teammates who who share their food with you. But it wasn't easy, but it wasn't hard. I, I'm not gonna front. It wasn't that's easy. Right. But it wasn't hard, and everything going to college for free, and everything, everything free, 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 and all I had to do is take care of my, my take care of books and play ball and enjoy the social life. Ain't no social life. I don't care. I didn't go to I didn't go to this school, that school, that school, that school. I went to St. Bonaventure. And I'm telling you, ain't no school like Bonaventure School in terms of partying and having a good time. And the loyalty and the alumni, the the whole is just ugly in terms of ugly good. You right, know, you right, right. The, you look, look, you look forward to being a busboy. You know, on alumni weekend, you'd be right at the right there, want to carry their bags because you know you're gonna get a little tip. You know, just yeah. like you're gonna get a little tip. It's like okay, a little tip. Here's a little five dollars. You carry carry about twenty bags, man. Come on, you done made your little hundred dollars for the and, and and it's legal. It wasn't like that's illegal. You know what I mean? It was like you was legitimately just, you know, carrying bag. You you volunteering yeah. your time. And if people choose to give you a tip, they give you a tip. One of your guys, uh, he always support all St. Bonaventure guys. Whoever I have off of St. Bonaventure, God mm -hmm. Joe Blumenauer. Uh guess he went to St. Bonaventure. Oh, Joe, yes. Oh yeah. man, Joe, Joe's. Hey, listen, Joe got a daughter that can hoop. You know, that's all I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Keep an eye on her and everything. But Joe has always been supportive. I, you know, even outside of uh, you know, 
uh, uh, being on campus, you know, he stays in touch and everything. It's like our alumni association, our alumni is, is crazy. We got a lot of people in the right positions, the right spots. You know, my man, you know, uh, Woj from the NBA, you know, that gives everybody the NBA news updates. That's right, that's right. Adrian, Adrian is a Bonaventure guy and everything. And, uh, you know, I could say a couple of other cats, but I I, I don't know if they would want, want that to be known. It's all, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, good yeah, yeah, but they but they prominent, they prominent cats. And yes. as I say, because, uh, you know, they, they crazy supportive of, of things that I do, but I, I just don't want to put them on, on, on blast and everything in a good in a good way. So sometimes, but Adrian, I could say, Adrian, actually one of my teammates is crazy. One of my teammates, Darren Quinlan, is actually married to uh, Adrian's uh, sister. And everything. Oh, okay. So, you know, I got pictures, you know, and everything. So he's doing a tremendous job, as well as the other, the other alums and everybody that does a great job with, uh, you know, Bonaventure and everything and keeping the tradition going. Hey, I'll tell you this. Our school, I'm not gonna say we take pride in it, but when they moved the Atlantic Ten tournament to uh to uh, Brooklyn, uh-huh. I, I went inside this place and I just wanted to have a beer. And he's like, "We we don't have anything." I'm like, "What do you mean?" He says, "Man, the damn St. Bonaventure School drunk us out of everything." I mean, I, I kid you not. He said, and this is an Irish. This is an Irish bar. He said he had never seen anything. He said they. He said they drink enough for two schools. Wow! And you don't have no problems or nothing. They treat the 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 uh, the uh, employees great. This and that. My school is no joke. My my there's no is is absolutely no joke, man. And everything. Yeah. But that's not not just that. Not just you know partying. But my thing is like. They they're uh they got it going on, put it that way. And they support each other. Cause look, yeah. when I had Glenn Hagen up here, Joe was up here. When I had uh Mo uh Eric Hicks from Game Over, yeah. Joe was yeah. up here. As soon yeah. as I put anything from St. Bonaventure up, I yeah. guarantee you Joe is gonna like it and yeah. send it back to me. So salute yeah. St. Bonaventure yeah. and my guy Joe for all the support. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, definitely, definitely supportive, man. My man, Dave Malley, all of these guys, you know, uh, Sam Graham, everybody. Right. So it's, uh, it, it's, you know, it's... It, Father it's Dan, Father Dan. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, you know, I look back and, and I think about everybody, man. It was just, it was, it was really, it was fun. I, you know, I, I tell everybody, I said, listen, you know, I done played against, I, I dropped... You know, you don't forget these things. We was playing against Arizona in Arizona, and they had like the uh, a long winning record at home. And uh, yeah, Sean Elliott, Steve Kerr, Judd Bushler. Yes, I'm giving, I'm giving them the business. You know, I finished, I finished with 24 points, and we almost beat them at one near court. But out of all of that, so when I see Steve Kerr coaching. You know uh, uh, the Warriors, and when Sean Elliott was playing with the Spurs, and uh, and Judd Bushler with the uh, with the Bulls. You know, I look back, I'm like, wow. I said uh, that that that's, and I forget the other guy. He actually made it too to the league. But out of all of that, from playing against Arizona, you know, the number one thing I remember, man, they had the greatest. We went there for Christmas, Ventana Canyon. 
was the name of the resort that we stayed in. Brother, I'm telling you, I was watching TV one night. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. They That place was on there. Like, wow. that's how it was. I couldn't, man, that place was, that place was crazy. It's like the bathtub was like the size of a king size bed, but deep. Wow. It, was just, it was ugly in a good way, you know, but, uh, you know, college, college was, uh, college was good, man. Nothing like, you know, the, uh, the rally center, you know, all that noise, man, that place packed. I remember when we played Syracuse, uh, and I remember Jim O'Brien, Jim, Jim Bayham's, I'm never coming back here again. And they was loaded. Cycli, Raphael, Addison, Wendell Alexis, uh, Mike Brown, and of course, you know, Pearl and everything. And it was like, yo, they throwing quarters. I, you know, I can't, I, I can't say they were throwing, but they came in there, man. And they was like, yo, this, these people here. It's a hard place to play. I already know. Yes. Yo, it, they used to compare us, and they still do, but and now it's coming back. They used to compare us. They, uh, Cameron Hall, a Duke. That's how the Raleigh Center is, man. I'm telling you, I've never, to this day, I haven't seen anything like it. They're mm -hmm. loyal, the town folks, but the but the fan base of the campus and everybody, it was it was insane. It was like the first time if a basket is scored, all you see is tons of rolls of toilet paper being thrown onto the court. So it take a few minutes to clean clean the there court up and everything. But uh, you know, Bonaventure was Bonaventure was uh, it was it was crazy, man. It was uh, it was a great experience uh, just playing playing and stuff, man. It was it was so good. Where did you play after you left Bonaventure? Because I, I I read that you played a few years uh, Dominican Republic. And some other places. Oh no! Nah, this is hey. Listen, my my thing is, as soon as when I got out, uh, I had a I I when I when I when I left Bonaventure, I actually paid somebody had told me about a, a agent a free agent uh, camp and everything. I went down and played uh, in Jersey and everything. And I'm and when you go there, it's like these places, you know, you pay $35 or whatever. You know, I'm like, look, and I'm a gamble on myself. You know, I went and uh I end up, I didn't know who this man was, but I end up getting select, you know, out of a group of people, Dick McGuire. Yes. From the New York Knicks, legendary player, and they, he was there, the Knicks scout. So I'm down there, but I'm killing. I am killing guys. And I'm home over the weekend. I mean, during the middle of the week, and uh, you know, I'm out of college. And, you know, I ain't got no job and everything, right away. And I get a phone call, and my grandmother goes, "You have a phone call," and I'm like, "Who is it?" She goes, "Somebody named Dick McGuire." Mm. I'm like, "Okay." I get on the phone. <laughs> you know, he's talking to me, and Mr. McGuire speak fast. He's like, "Hey." You know, hey, Elmer, he said, listen, uh, I was really impressed with, you know, what you was doing, da, 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 da. And the crazy part is he's like, and I'm also, I'm a scout for the Knicks. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 I was in bed. And I'm like, I'm like, a scout for the Knicks? 
And you know, back then you ain't had like the internet where you could pop That's up right. Up. That's you right. Had to, you had you to get that phone call. Shirt. You had to, yeah, you had to check and do. Yo, I got a call from the number one NBA scout of the New York Knicks, and I was playing for him that whole weekend. And thank God I was playing hard. He's like, listen, he said, you're an NBA player. He said, I think you got a chance. He says, uh, uh, the draft is coming up. He says, but here's what I need you to do. So he's asking me questions about my past, about this and that and everything. And you know, one thing I've learned uh, later on, and I'll share that, is that sometimes, you know, these scouts, and not only uh, uh Basketball is football and baseball. They want to know if somebody else has seen you. you know, mm. In other words, they don't want to be the one to put themselves out there. That's right. That's a, that's in everything. That's the music. That's in everything. Yeah. Yes. He's, you know, like I said, I'm still learning. And he was like, I I really like your game. I, you, you're, you're an NBA player. And I'm going to recommend you get drafted. This is what he says to me. He says, but you got to play in front of, so Al Bianchi, uh, Rick Patino, uh, forgetting the other person, whatever. So they invite me because, and this is what, he was really mad about this. And I, and I still thank him, you know, and when I look back, I think I remember thanking him. He was mad. That's when they had shut, there was a contract issue. So they canceled summer league because there was a moratorium with right. the, you know you know the players association and the, and the league for a contract. So they I didn't get a chance to play uh, in the summer league, you know. So now you're playing with in a league, ten teams, ten NBA teams. If that team don't keep you, you might somebody else may, and that hurt. So what happened is they did once the con they did a. They did a free agent thing at Brandeis High School, private. But they invited a bunch of players. I went in there, and I just I was I just tore their asses up. And Rick Bettino, I'll never forget this. Rick Bettino walked by me, and was like, "You're coming to New York." Mm. This is what he whispered to me: "You're coming to New York." So. I'm like, you know, I don't really know him, but I know, you know, I know who he is, but I don't know him. So to hear him say that, so of course, yo, know, he, to, I got invited to a training camp, to a, a NBA training camp in October, and uh, I was there for a while. I was playing, I was playing well, but in the process, they had already drafted Mark, but they wasn't like Dick McGuire told me that that wasn't the problem. They had uh, Rory Sparrow, uh, Gerald Henderson, who who I'll never forget. Gerald Henderson, you know who I who I used to like, but he turned me off because he was trying to like I guess bully me and and everything because I was busting his ass and everything. And he, you know, they had and that's when they started these guaranteed contracts. Mm -hmm. Like really, that time it started like certain things, and they was obligated to. Uh, these things, but I know Rick Patino, he wanted to get rid of some of them, but you know, they had to keep them. They wasn't gonna just Politics. get rid of them. Yeah. So it was it was it was it was tough, man, because I remember, you know, I, I remember just in the locker room 
or in the shower, you know, after practice, me, it would be me, Patrick Ewing, you know, uh, uh, God bless him, Pat Cummings and everything and just talking. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm like, shit, I'm, I'm in here with the, with the dudes right now, man. I'm like, yeah, like, like you know, I'm lathering, you know, you know, I'm like, and talking, they asking me questions and what school I went to. I'll never forget Patrick Ewing. I said St. Bonaventure. Patrick Ewing was like, what's that? Where's that at? You know, like, in other words, these dudes only knew biggies. Right, right. That's, that's how it was, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, but, uh, and I, and I just, you know, it hurt me, uh, you know, when Patino was like, he pulled me to the side and told me that he had to, that they were going to let me go and everything. And uh, it, it, it was, it was, it was weird because that's when I started getting a taste of, you know, what this thing is like. And that some, of these, some, yeah, some of these players, they're, they're lucky. That's yep. all I can say. Yep. Some of them are lucky because uh, some of them, there's a lot of cats that are better than a lot of them, but a lot, some of them cats is lucky. And uh, and so that, so after that, that's what happened. And then I went, I, I got a job. You know, I started, I became a, a caseworker for, uh, for Forster Care Agency. And, uh, you know. And, but before that, but before that, but before that. No. Okay, um, no. I was gonna oh, let me say this. Uh -huh. But after you got finished, and they said that you couldn't play with the Knicks, you came back home to New York City, and you was kicking everybody ass. So well, that's that's definitely ahead. that's definitely what happened. But what I was saying, what I was gonna say to you is that by working, I also was playing and everything, and that's and the way I started getting, I, the way I ended up playing professionally. And I love this dude, man, Ralph Menard. I'm mm. working. I just finished playing at City College, and you know, me and me and my girlfriend, or whoever it was at that time, or lady friend, you know, we're walking and we're walking, you know, to get to where we have to be. And Ralph says to me, he goes, "Hey, you know, you know, you got a minute?" He says, "He says, why are you here?" I'm like, "What do you mean, why am I? You know, like here." He says, why are you not playing somewhere and making money? He said, you were better than everybody on that court. Even those guys, some of those guys that play in the league. And I'm like, hey, I tried out with the Knicks, da, 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 and then I just started working. And my thing was go to the boys club after, you know, Wednesdays, Mondays and Wednesdays and just play with the fellas, this and that. He was like, nah. He says, nah. So they're a professional league where you was allowed two Americans, although, you know, Puerto Rico is considered a commonwealth and, and part of the United States, still it's deemed, if you're not Puerto Rican, you're, they call it a refreso, someone mm -hmm. who can substitute. So they were starting a professional league, good league, good money, the whole thing. And uh, you get two players, two Americans per team. So what happened is, uh, Ralph hooked up, hooked me up. Him and uh, this cat named Ray. He was like, "Yo, listen, <sighs> go down, go down. They're gonna fly me down. You know, the team. They flew, flew me down. You know, I get down there, and I'm like, oh my god, it is beautiful out here. I'm like, I'm not even, but I'm like, stay focused, man. You right, right. Basketball. You trying to? So I'm like, 
And then I was like, man, they play basketball out here? You know, I, I don't know. So I get in there, I get in the gym, I'm seeing all these big guys and all these, you know, players and everything. And I just, yo, know, I just start giving guys the business. So the crazy part is I did this over a weekend. So the owner of the team in Cuomo, I never forget Cuomo, his name was Dr. Frontera. He was like, hey, we want him. So, you know, they were speaking Spanish to Ray, and Ray was talking to me. And then Mr. Dr. Frontera was speaking English to me. He goes, you know, telling me stuff. And he was like, we don't want you to leave. Can you just stay? I'm like, I got a job. You know, I have a job. I have a job. You know, I have a job with benefits right, and right. all this stuff. And he's like, listen, what do they pay you? He says, we don't want you to leave. And I'm like, I got to go back. Put it this way. The incentives was very good to make me go to my boss when I got back to New York and ask for a leave of absence. Wow. And everything and explain it. My boss was like, go for it. She was like, you go for it. And I, and from that point on, I didn't work, you know. And then what happened is I went down there. I turned it out. I I, uh, I went and Quam, no, it's crazy, crazy. I'm at, I'm at Cuomo. And then I get a phone call to go try for CBA team. So I'm mm. like, all right, let me just, they paying for it. So I flew out. So when I left Cuomo just to go and, and, and everything, they needed a player to come in, you know, because there was two games I missed. They had Robert Reed. Remember that guy? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. From, from, from Houston. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I get back, you know, I got a, you know, Mazda 929. I have a beautiful uh, 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 room at the Days Inn. That's where they put me up at. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. I walk outside, the pool is right there. I get there, and I'm like, and they, did, they signed Robert Reed to like the a full year to finish out the season contract. And I'm like, what? So I call Ralph, Ralph calls Ray, whatever. I'm next thing you know, he said, go back to your room. Yo, this is the craziest thing. He says, I got you in, with another team in San Juan. See in Cuomo, I was staying in Ponce, but right. then I was going to Cuomo. But in San Juan with Guaynabo. Now, I don't know Guaynabo, Guad this, Guad that. All I know is San Juan. And that means fun. Get there. They're in last place. Last place team, but I didn't care because I was not, I did not want to leave. Right. And the money was good, this and that. Yo, took the team from last place. They already got guys that's on the Olympic team. Mm. On the team, but they just they didn't mesh. Even though loaded, the Olympic coach was the coach. Everything I get there, starting spot. Next thing you know, we go from last place, qualify for the playoffs, win the whole thing. I'm dropping. I dropped fifty six on TV in one game against a, a team like James Carter, True Carter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was about to ask you, did you play against? Yeah. Oh, he was the oh, I, get, oh, I get, I, I did them dirty. 
I dropped 56 on them, man. Like it was crazy. Next thing you know, I'm I'm like, I'm I'm doing I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all so it's like now it's a buildup, but the crazy part, you wanna hear something that's crazy? What's that? Before I left, uh during that summer, you know, planning a pro am, like I said, working, playing a pro am, playing ball, I shot a commercial. I ASICs had made me one of their spokespeople for their mm. sneakers, basketball sneakers. So we was filming commercials, filming all over the city and everything. You know, so, but I'm away. I don't know anything. I'm, a, I'm away. I don't know when the commercials coming out. All I know is they bless them. I get blessed with sneakers and all kind of gear, this and that. So I'm sitting inside a, a sports bar with Daryl Camberlin and, 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 you know, a couple ladies and everything, you know, and they don't know any English. I don't know, any, you know, I know very little Spanish, but yo, I shit you not, we're sitting here and watching the Knicks game. The Knicks, you know, they love the Knicks down in Puerto Rico. And boom, commercial comes on. And I'm on the guy, I'm on the screen, man. I'm on the screen. I look at the girl and I go, she look, she look up, look back at me, look up, look back at me. I already knew I was gonna have a good night. That's what I knew. I knew I, was, I knew I was gonna have a good night, man. It That's was, right. uh, it was, it was crazy. Here it is now. My commercial is nationwide. It's all over the place, you know. So it, it and then I end up winning it, and that's where uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, you know, Ralph at uh got in touch with them and told them and they got wind of wind of my play and, and video of this and that. It was like, yo, listen, I went down with the Sixers. Uh, yeah. I knew I was going to get a shot with them, but before that I got I'm home and then my phone rings and like, I think it was March after I came home from September all the way through January, February. I get a phone call from a teammate that I was teammates with in, in Guaynabo that we won the championship with. Mm -hmm. And he's like, listen, you know, a great guy, Mario Butler. I mean, great dude, Panamanian cat. He's a legend, you know, Panamanian, but he was able to play there. He's like, listen, he said, you want to go to Venezuela? I'm like, where? He's like, yeah. He says, good money. I'm going to get you some good money. And he did. And next thing you know, I'm on a plane to Venezuela, man. And I'm down there. Yo, I'm down there for the next next three three months or whatever. So I get that. It, it just, it was, it was, in, and that's where everything just took off. And then I come back, uh, you know, Philly. They, what they did is they hid me. They, I came in, worked out with them, trained, this and that. They hid me. They sent me to uh, Louisville, Kentucky to the general general manager to train with uh to just work out with, with to work out with a team that was being coached by Derek the late Derek Smith, who was, you know, right. the play the Clippers in Louisville. Yeah. So they kinda hid me. They didn't want me. They just was like, yo, we're gonna hold we're gonna sit tight. We're gonna hold we're gonna put we're gonna put you in the oven a little bit. Let this let this bake until something opens up. And that's what they did. And then, you know, but I was just I'm like, look, I'm not going to be waiting around. That's right. Thing you know, I'm playing in the USBL. I come back, go back to Puerto Rico. Next thing I'm in the USBL and uh, playing for, I'm playing for uh, 
what's his name? Uh, this guy, man, he he was he was Steve Post. This dude, I come back to New York, New York. I'm playing. This dude, he cuts me. I'm like, I just left Venezuela to come back to play in U.S. And this was because my agent told me, you know, come back, play in the USBL. That's where it's at, and everything. This dude cuts me. I call, I call my agent. I'm like, yo, I got cut. He's like, you got what? They didn't like the fact they felt that I didn't play hard in tryouts. I'm like, I'm playing against guys that are paying to come in here. Right, they're right. They scrubs. They're, they're scrubs. They're diving on my near my knees, my feet, this and that. I'm not trying. I wasn't trying to get hurt, but they cut me. So I'm like, y'all, they done lost their minds. The next day I get a phone call. Uh, a mistake was made. I'm like, oh, really? Because I was getting ready to go back. I was getting ready to fly out of town. Right. I go, man, rest is history. Me and Steve Burt was tearing. That was the backcourt, Westchester Stallions. Me and Steve Burt was tearing, tearing these guys up, man. And then from there, John Lucas, that's my, out of everything, my biggest regret. Sometimes now when I tell people, when I talk to people, I'm saying never jump the gun. Look at things and then make a decision. John Lucas was coaching the Miami Tropics. Uh, even though he was the coach at San Antonio Spurs. Remember, he was helping yep. guys that were doing drugs. Mm -hmm. I dropped I dropped 36 points and 19 assists on his team in one game. Like, wait a minute. This didn't just happen. I still got – I have the video. I actually have it. They even put it on DVD for me. He was like, wait a minute. I mean, I'm killing. They got Ken the Animal, Bannister, Gondrasek, all of these dudes – the other Dwayne Washington that played with with the Nets, yeah, yeah, everything. I'm just I'm toward them, killing these dudes, man. Now we end up making it to the championship, and I'm, you know, Julius Allen. Julius just was like, yo, he just turned me loose. He was like, yo, man, you you go out there and do. Julius Allen, I had him on the show as well. Yeah. Yes, you know, Jules, Jules turned because they fired Steve Post. They was like, yo, get out of here, man. <laughs> you don't know how to coach Steve Burton. You don't know how to coach Steve, and don't know how to coach. Elmer and I, Steve Post, don't get me wrong, nice guy, but he just couldn't coach, you know, pros. Yo, we end up going to the championship and losing to the Miami Tropics by like three points. I make second team all USBL. I got like 24 and 12 in the championship game, but I'm in the locker room getting dressed, you know, boom, 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 and a couple of their players come in and go, hey, man, I just want to congratulate you. And I'm like, man, you know, congratulations in the order for you guys. He said, nah. He said, Coach, Coach Lucas said, you're going to you're going you're going you're going to the show. I'm like, where? He said that. I'm like, really? So you know, after all these things, what they do, you know, if after a championship game, they got a restaurant for everybody to go to. And I'm telling you, lo and behold, I'm sitting there with my, you know, with my lady, my friends. And everybody that came up to the game, because the game was in Connecticut, the championship, Lucas sent one of his assistants over to me and told me to come to the table. He's like, hey, Coach Lucas would like to speak to you. I get, I'm like, I'm like, all right. I get up, I go over there. Now, you, this Tom Tibolo? Yeah, yeah. The Knicks coach? Yeah. That was, he was there with him. Understand? 
So I'm sitting there with, I'm sitting at the table with John Lucas, Tibbs, this guy, that guy. And he says to me, he goes, you want to play in the league? He says, are you getting any interest from anybody? And I tell him, I said, the Sixers, and I mentioned, you know, Jimmy Lynham, the general manager who I was building a relationship with, but he was like, oh, that's my guy. Boom, 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 boom. He says, he says, uh, hey, San Antonio is not a bad place. And I'm like, nah, I can imagine. But in my mind, I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm set with the Sixers because this is what they selling me. Right, plus right. My, plus my mother lives in Philly. I got family <laughs> in Philly. And when, when I'm set, I didn't tell him that. But when I look back, man, so Jimmy Lynham calls me, the general manager calls me and go, hey, he said, hey, what's going on? He said, I, I just got a phone call from uh, John Lucas about you. And I'm like, oh, word? In my mind, he's like, yeah. He says, you getting ready to, you getting ready to go that way on me? You know, and I'm like, no, no, no. I said, I'm, you know, I'm telling him, I'm like, nah. I told my agent, nah, I want to do Philly. That's it. Boom, boom, bada, bing, bada, boom. Yo, all of this, and then all of a sudden, there's a trade with Phoenix mm-hmm. and the Sixers. Jeff Hornacek, I mean, Seattle. I'm sorry, Seattle, Phoenix, Phoenix, I'm sorry. Phoenix, Phoenix. Phoenix. It was, no, it was Seattle, I'm sorry. It was Seattle, and I'm just mad right now because it was it was uh, a couple of players, Dana Barrows, this and that, Greg Graham, all these guys, and they had guaranteed contracts, and, and Philly took on their contracts and bought in uh, Jeff Hornacek and this and that, man. And just like that, just like that. And by the time we reached back out to Lucas, they had already signed guys. And, you know, he didn't have that type of power, whatever. Right, and right. It, to it, wait, it to wait. Too yeah. late. It was just, it was, it was too late. And everything, uh, in other words, don't come at, don't come for me now. That's know? right. So that, 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 it, I went a year without playing. I, I didn't touch a basketball for a year. I mean, literally did not. I had already made it you know, made some money and everything. And I was like, I didn't, almost a year. I didn't, I was so mad. I didn't touch it until coming around to the summertime in May after all of that and everything. Cause that broke me. That broke me, not, not financially, but that broke me mentally. And the, 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 the impact it had, you know, you, you trust that you're going to be set. You promise this, you promise that. And, uh, and that hurt, and it, and, it, and, it, and it really, it really hurt. So, you know, you move on and you continue playing. I continue playing in Venezuela, continue playing in Puerto Rico, DR, everything, you know, and also in Paraguay, you know, right near Brazil and everything. So, mm-hmm. do what you got to do, and then boom, you come back and uh, and then and of course, summertime in the proams, you know, that's my professional state name, West Fourth Street. I know I remember playing against you there. I, I look at West 4th Street. That was one of the most competitive. I, I won the MVP six times in that league. You know, um, three times, I think, in the championship games, two in the all-star games, and won the whole league uh, MVP. And then the programs, you know, so I can sit here and talk for days about that. But, I, you know, 
you know, I, nobody don't want really want to hear that. But nah, I, I yo, 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 your story, your story is amazing, man. I'm learning some new things myself, brother. Yeah, you know, so I, I got Blade thirteen thirteen. Want to know? Ask him how good was Luther Burks R.I.P. played against him in Mexico. My mentor down there. He said, "Did you ever play against uh Luther Burks?" No. Okay. Luther All right. Burks, what years? Where? That's I, I'm not sure. I just uh, I just read the uh, message. I, I, I tell you when you when you asked me something before, you know I remember. You know, you always remember a player that you played against. You know, everybody has a player that they played against, and you'll be like, damn, you know, this dude tough as a mom. He right, tough. right. You know, I remember one year this guy named Dexter Shouse, you know, he was a cat from, like, Mississippi, you know, about 6'3", wide shoulders like a football a linebacker. But he had handles and strong, athletic and everything. You know, I remember him being one of the toughest players I ever played against, but in terms of New York, there's a guy that I, I just thought, but he wouldn't listen. You know, he, he was one of these, he was he was hard head on the on the court. And I, I'm like, man, this dude, he's 6'3", strong, good body. And I'm like, yo, you don't understand. Yo, you, you, you can hoop, man. You can hoop, but you can't hoop being selfish. I people used to think. I used to hear whispers like, oh, he's selfish. I'm like, and then somebody would be like, I, I, he's almost not selfish. No. He just gets open. When you when you see 40 points, the first thing you think, somebody's selfish. No, I'm shooting 10 for 13 or 10 for 15, making free throws, making threes, this and that. You know? But this kid named Darren Robinson, his brother is Pike. Uh, you may have heard Yo, of he just, he, he just, my man, um, Messiah mm -hmm. just said that. Ask him about Pike at West 4. Yeah, Pike and everything. Pike and I actually have played together, but his brother, you know, Darren. Darren was six. I'm telling you, six three strong, can ball, man. But he just wouldn't. He just thought if he played, he had to take all the shots. He had yeah. to do all this. And I'm telling you, he's a he's a guy that that was one of the toughest guys I ever played against in terms of just having can have a complete package mm. but he was e but he was easy to deal with because he didn't think the game and everything yeah yeah so that's where you know uh that that's what hurt him but when he did like we played together and I tried you know without having to say a lot but I was like yo just just come on let's let's do it this way Everything, but he was, you know, he always thought he knew everything. But he shitload of talent, man. I mean, excuse my French. No, nah, no, nah, that's talented, real. Talented, I was talking dude. to Bud the other day, and well, actually, someone told me that Thomas Jefferson shut down. I think Jordan Riley's the number two or three player in the state, and they played against them out uh, in some tournament. They played against uh, Brentwood, and. The other coach told me, yo, G, Jefferson shut him down and exposed him as a player. And he right. getting all the hype, supposed to be going to Georgetown. And then I spoke to Bud, and he was like, yeah, he doesn't have what they say he have. And yeah, it's you know, hype. Sometimes you got, sometimes these cats got hype, man. Let me tell you something. Austin Rivers, let me tell you something. We went 
to play in the uh, – <laughs> that's one of the things that I enjoyed. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about the coaching. You know, we went and played in the Brandon Jennings Classic. And the thing that I always loved about coaching and, you know, you know, being coaching with, with Lovelace and, and in terms of at the high, you know, mm-hmm. my thing was, you know, she, she, she understood that I knew the game and she understood that I knew what it took to do things. So she would, I had free reign and everybody knew that in, in terms of uh, uh, with our team mm-hmm. and everything. And I'll never forget when we was playing against Austin Rivers, I'm like, yo, we got guys better than him. Malik, our kid Malik Nichols, I'm like, Malik's 6'4". I'm like, he's better than Austin Rivers, hands down. It don't take me long. That's no knock on Austin Rivers. No, no, no. Trust me, it's that eye test. But I know, and I'm like, yo, we're going to beat them. And we beat them twice in the same year. Each time we beat Austin Rivers, we beat them on TV and the Brandon Jennings, and we beat them uh, in the Dick, uh, the Dick, Dick, Dick Sporting Goods, like mm-hmm. he went down in Georgetown, Georgetown Prep. But my thing was with coaching, man. And I told you know, I, and I told Ruth, I said, listen, we have to do A, B, C, and D. And you make sure you tell Bud. I said, I appreciate Bud said something, and I appreciate it. And I always remember it. Bud even he said it in the paper. He says. He goes, listen, he said, I'm done with all these transfers and all this stuff. He said, I'm going to do what Ruth and Elmer are doing. I'm building from through JV. That's and right. That's when, and that's when Jefferson started turning around. And but Bud said, I, I, I read it. And he'll, and he'll tell you. that he's, And he said, and that's how I felt. I said, listen, you know, Ruth, let's build a JV. We're going to build this JV program. I'm going to do this. We're gonna get players. We're gonna this. You, if it's like that, that 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 movie, uh, uh, a field of its own or whatever. Build the dreams. Build the dreams. If you build it, they'll come. It, they'll come. Yeah. One of the things, those things started happening, and then I was like, yeah, we gotta get this scheduling. We gotta, we gotta. You know, I looked at Tiny. I'm like, I'm seeing Lincoln always going away, and they got this guy, that guy, and I'm like, you know, I got enough connects to. To, and next thing you know, brother, we traveling nationally. We playing against Julius Randall. We beating Julius Randall and them in the Beach Ball Classic. We going to to Virginia. We knocking off the number one teams in Virginia. We traveling. We doing all this, but we doing it. We built it from within. And of course, you know, it don't hurt to have one or two transfers that are pretty pretty doggone good that can that can fall in line with what we're building. You know, and that was one of the things, like, I remember, you know, uh, Pat Jackson, <laughs> Pat, you know, uh, 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 when we heard that he made want to come, but he was like, yo, uh, he's going to want to take, like, 20 shots a game. Well, we're like, well, if he's thinking about transferring, we can't get involved with that. But that's uh, right. Maybe, maybe somebody should let him know, you ain't getting 20 shots designated to you per game at the high. You're going to get whatever, you know, whatever you get within our offense and everybody eats. We're not just going to feed one person, but that, that was just something. So we, when we look back, we never had anything to do with trying to entice or encourage kids to transfer. When I think about how 
people used to just talk about that. We never went to a kid. We never kids. Kids know kids. You right. Know, kids know right. kids and kids, kids, kids and recruit each kids. other, basically. Yeah, like, yeah, like uh I remember, you know, Zamal Nixon. Zamal Nixon didn't have not a school or anything. Zamal rode the bench almost three years as a variant. Zamal was miserable. We I met Zamal and they was like, yo, Zamal, David Imes had already been in our school and Zamal wanted to come. And all right, we can't do nothing about that. You know, Catholic the public, you want to come, that's on you. But we can't mm -hmm. get involved with any of that. So lo and behold, the kid ends up, you know, at our school. His father was like, he was like, oh, my God. He says, man, I used to watch you play. You and Pearl Elmer, he's like, and you're there? He was like, yeah. He said, I thought about it. My wife was reluctant. Da, 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 da. But my son was like, he just had to get out of Zavarian. He just wanted a new, a new scene. But the bottom line is, I'll never forget his dad once he was, you know, was with us. And now we can talk, you know, this and that. And, and the, his father was like, his wife said, look, they walked past his room one day and they said, look. And he was doing his schoolwork. And he was bobbing. And they said they hadn't seen their son this happy in a couple of years. Zamor was happy with us. He said he told his father, he says, Dad, we wasted money with personal trainers and you train. He said, mm -hmm. the stuff, the stuff we do at the high, he says, nothing like it. Long story short, Zamor, we ended up having a great year, but Zamor got all these college offers and everything. And you know, this is what it's about. It's not, it's not a baseball field. It's a court of dreams, not field of dreams. And he ends up getting, having all these Wichita State, all these schools, and the kid ends up getting a scholarship. And now he's a pro. He's been a pro for the last eight years. Wow. And everything. So my, my point is, you know, as a coach and who's played professionally, I understand what it takes, you know, the physicality, the mental aspect the working out, things that was instilled in me. But more importantly, I did it. So I'm not going to stare you wrong. I'm not going to tell you something that's not that's not true. You know, so I look at Zamal, you know, I look at Wesley Myers, you know, Mike Taylor, you know, I love Mike. I remember Mike, you know, he's like, yo, I want to I wanna come to the high. I'm like, yo, I, next thing you know, Mike, Mike's leading us to two championships. You know, the first time back to back, Antoine Slaughter. So these guys started coming, these relationships start building. It's things like that that's important as a coach. And then coaching, I made sure, like, believe it or not, I'm the one who brought Under Armour to New York City. Not tiny. Really? I would have thought that was tiny. No, nah, no, it was me. I'm I'm the one who got us, got Under Armour here in terms of and then tiny. Tiny was in the works with uh with, with I don't need to say his name and everything. The person who runs who who runs that department used to run that department, but my guy. And next thing you know, it's us, and then and then it's Lincoln, then it's Jefferson, and everything. But I'm initially the one from. Hey, listen, my Bonaventure Connect, baby. That's what I'm saying. My Bonaventure, Bonaventure. 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 B
uh, just happened to have a relationship with with someone from Under Armour that was a big wig, and he got wind that they're looking for uh they're looking to go into the high school basketball piece, and he recommended me set it up. Under Armour people came, and I, I and I'm, I'm gonna say me. And I, I talked to him, took him around. You know, Ruth. You know, Ruth has her ways in terms of like she can be shy and stuff like that. She'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, because you we she we like, just did the on after yeah, season two. I spoke yeah, to her the other day. Yeah, yeah. She'll say, you know, it'd be like, nah, coach, you you get ahead because you 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 know what the, you you don't know right. what to say and everything. So what happened is uh, we sealed the deal. The deal is sealed. Next thing you know, and, and the rest was history with that. Until uh, <laughs> until they saw her wear a pair of Nikes in one game and everything. And uh, dun da 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 dun da da. You wore a pair of Nikes? Yeah, but it wasn't intent. You know, I, I'm. I, yeah, I know because that happened. Jay Z, that was Jay Z when he had the Reebok deal. Yeah, but she she loved. I, you know, that's her thing. She loved Nike. She loved her Jordans, and uh, I think it was just a slip. It was just a slip, and but what happened is that's fine. But what happened is one of the reps came to the game, just happened to be in New York doing, you know, doing a deal with something else, and was like, "Oh, y'all got a game? I'm gonna pop in." And I wasn't paying attention to it. She didn't pay attention to it. And all I know, he was livid. He had me standing outside in the rain with him. King, I mean, King Ross I mean, said, fucked up my summer internship, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? King Ra. Oh, uh, oh, Ra. Oh, King Ra, Ra. Hey, Ra, Ra knows the deal. Ra was right there. So he understood, you know, how, I mean, listen, we had, you know, I told a college coach one time about our deal. And he was like, man, y'all got a better deal than college. Y'all deal is better than ours. He said that don't make no sense. I mean, we we and we gave the kids and we took care of the kids. You know, here here's this, here's that, here's this. But make sure y'all take care of this. And then the kids start taking care of what they have to. They was taking care of what they have to do anyway because they knew. And then our kids going to college. Right. At the end of the day, that's one of the things that I enjoyed the most: building building relationships. You know, with college coaches. I'll never forget one time we was at hoop group. And I used to sacrifice my summers in terms of like taking the boys because I knew they needed to be somewhere where college coaches will see them. Yeah, my my high, my college coach runs that tiny green. Oh, okay. And yeah. then at Hoop Group? Oh, yeah, okay. Hoop yeah. Group. yeah, he was my coach at Fairly Dickinson. Oh, all right. Because I built a great relationship, you know, Rob Kennedy, who's the president, who owns yeah. the whole shebang, you know, that's my guy. But what it is is uh, so taking the guys. So we end up playing in a team camp, and we go to the championship. Now I don't even know that my man Dread, you know, uh, uh, has That's a son. Uh huh. You, know, you know, has a son. You know, that's nice. You know, and everything. I didn't know because Dread actually came to the high with the Wichita State assistant coach. Because they were teammates at BU, Spinelli. So he came to talk to me because Spinelli really wanted Zamora. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Dread, and it was, I was so, it was so good to see, you know, we always called him Ice. It was so good to see Ice, 
And I was like, man, we just chopping it up. And he's like, yeah. He said, my guy spend really want, you know, come on. But anyway, all this time, we never spoke about his son because I didn't know. And he didn't, you know, Ice didn't say, hey, I got one. My son is bad. As this. Last time I saw Ice, we was in the gym on 20th Street, man, and 2nd Avenue, him, me, Rod Strickland, and all of that. And I think Rod was still in the league. And Kyrie was like four years old, moving in the corner, dribbling the basketball or something, you know. But the bottom line is, what I'm saying is, we look and I'm like, how are we going to do this? So Ice says to me, he goes, hey, man, he really, really, really likes Zamal. I'm like, Ice, I said, Wichita State. I said, so Zamal goes out there. He's like, coach, it's the craziest school. He loved it. But I'm like, yo, keep looking at other places. And you look, but at the end of the day, opportunities. Opportunities. So what goes on at the camp, so we're playing in team camp after Zamal, you know, he, he's gone and everything. And I still don't know about Kyrie until camp, team camp. We make it to the championship. And I hear one of the boys go, oh, yo, that's Kyrie. Oh, we getting ready to play Kyrie at St. Patrick's. Now, Mike is only going into his sophomore year. Mm -hmm. Yo, Kyrie is going into his senior year. Kyrie drops 40. Mike Taylor drops 40. Mm. Now, you, you get what I'm saying? Now, what I'm saying, Mike ends up, i never forget the guy at the scores table saying to me at Hoop Group, he goes, Mike was, you know, upset that we lost. I said, don't worry about it, son. I said, you got three more years of this. And the guy was like, what? I said, yeah, he's only going to the 10th grade. He was like, what? And that, right, Mike just, Mike ended up, when we got back to school, Mike was ranked as the number seventh in his class, number seventh shooting guard, and number 27th overall player in, in the country. Mike was on his way. And, and the thing is, I love Mike to death because Mike was the type, Taylor was the type of kid that never would walk around bragging. He would work just as mm -hmm. hard as the next person. And they all got along. That team... And we went with, because I coached him with JV. He only stayed for one year. We went, I think, 27 and 0. And then the next year, 26 and 1. But that was without him. But and Antoine, but the, the, the foundation was being laid. Right. And then right from there, winning, doing all that winning, they go up to varsity and we win the championship their junior and senior year. And uh, it, it's, 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 it's a culmination of so many things, man. It's, and just to see these guys, Anton Dickerson. Anton was a kid, you know, nobody was recruiting, man. I, I worked hard. You know, we did. We worked hard. Antoine, you got it. I used to follow, you know, Antoine, you know, sometime to class and make sure, not that he wasn't going to class, but make sure he's doing his work. These are the things that I would do within the range since I was in the building. I would try to do. And next thing you know, Antoine, you know, you get a scholarship to Howard. Yeah, and I think I see you guys, all of you guys go to the garden to go support him. I saw you. We said what's up that day. And I was so impressed. 
that you guys showed up to show him that support. Yeah, I remember you're supposed, that. You're supposed to, and a lot of times you bring the younger kids who's right behind That's you. Right. So they can see it. So, you know, so I look at the list from David Imes, Gunnar Hofstra, Malik Nichols, Hofstra, Zamal Nixon, Houston, you know, uh, uh, Kendall Cutler, South Dakota, you know, you, 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 what, what, all these schools, Kyrie, Kyrie Sutton, uh, Binghamton, it's like uh, Wesley Myers from, uh, uh, from, I forget the one of the schools, Niagara. Yeah. And then he ends up and is, ends up playing at South Carolina. And then you got Tavon Myers, West Virginia. You know, it's like, and it, it just was going. And then you got from from Clayton Sterling going to Toledo, Shalik Jenkins, New Paltz, Chris Chris Harris going to Southern Connecticut State. Man, listen, that's a sense of pride, brother. And I know I might be forgetting because it was so many of our guys and they're going nah, to scholarships and they're getting it done. And uh, those are the things that led to, you know, you know, a lot of times the communication with with the media, and that was my thing. I'm very good with the media, built great relationships with uh, media members, whereas, all right, boom, let's do this. You know, all right, love, what about this? Think about this. This is what we can do. You know, from Universal Studios, movie offers to book deals, you know, you wouldn't, you would not, you, you guys would not believe some of the stuff that came, came across the plate and everything, even from a, 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 a flavor unit, you know, Queen Latifah and, and Shaquem, you know, they want to do, they want to do a movie. And it's like, yo, maybe we can get a Terrence Howard. We sat in the, privately on a Saturday or Sunday and meeting with them. Uh, Shaquem Kapair, and we was talking, doing a movie, man, a movie. And these guys was like, we'll get Terrence Howard to play me, and Queen Latifah was going to play Ruth. And when they said Terrence Howard play, no, Terrence, they said, man, that dude is the most unathletic dude. Yeah, they had him <laughs> rolling. They was, they was, I love him as an actor. But right, was right. Like, you know, my point is, we was at that level, man, book deals, stealing. What's, what's the guy's name? Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, big time book writer, and uh, and his company, the Gurnet Company, came was like, yo, let's do let's do this book deal, you know, uh, on on Lovelace and everything. And I was like, well, we can get this done, you know. So it was like my thing was, I'm gonna get these deals. I'm gonna get this stuff done. We gonna do. We gonna we gonna get. We gonna do all of this movie. Yo, it's you. You have no idea. You have no idea from. Uh, uh, from NBC to and then to win the championship. Come on, man! How many cats can say they did the Jimmy Fallon show? Come on, we yeah, Jimmy Fallon show, brother. With with on, all of this going on, all the success, you come back to your alma mater and things are happening. What made yeah. you move on and go to Brooklyn Tech? Well, what happened is after a while, it's like any place. Sometimes you just feel like, and it was a new, new, new principal came in. And then after we won the state championship, I was already like taking steps back. I already won a couple of uh, borough championships and division championships. We won the uh, uh, the state with truck. And you know, you sometimes it's like I shouldn't say you see the writing on the wall, but you see where you just need to take a step back. And that was the whole thing. A lot of times, you know, people will make up people will make up whatever they want to make up to say why somebody left. No, I, they thought I was nuts. I walked away on my own. 
on my own. I chose not to to want to coach anymore with the varsity team and just concentrate one more year on the on the JV. So me, this transition to Brooklyn Tech, and it was it was smooth as can be. And I'm so proud because this year my you know my tech team, my schedule with my JV boys. All I did was schedule games against double-A teams, aside from our regular schedule. And we ended up, the last two years, winning the division championship for the first time in over 25-some years. Wow. And, and, and I have, and, and my and my players are from various nationalities. Yeah. You know, so I got like the, 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 the Baskin, Robin, Baskin Robbins of, of flavors of players, but I get to select. My tryouts be almost 200 kids. Yeah. And I got to get it down, and I end up keeping twenty, you know, or twenty-one. And no, and my 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 partner, my assistant coach, he, you know, Coach Harris, would be like, "Man, you're crazy! How you can keep all these?" Guys? I'm like, "Listen, these kids, we won't have to worry about with certain things, and it, it's the, the academics, the whole shebang." And then at Tech, you know, there's a different there's a different allure in terms of academics. doing things. And I enjoyed it. Now, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. I love being at the high. I, I enjoyed helping Ruth build something that wasn't there before I got there. Yeah, she was there, but it wasn't what – we went to the championship five times in six years. Prior to that, and seven times in eight years, nine years, we went to the Final Four. Prior to that, she had never been to the Final Four. So I walked away with no problem. I did my part. And – Gave us a national, put boys and girls high school back on the national, national scale. All I know is when I left, it is what it is, you know. But what I'm saying is, I have no hard feelings whatsoever because we did a lot of winning together. We did a lot of things together. Sometimes, some sometimes you have to be able to just say and give somebody credit and just say, you know what? Had we not done this, had we done we would not have been able to get to this point without such and such. It's all right because I'm going to always give credit when credit is due. I bust my tail for, for, for the high and everything, using my connections, using this and use and everything to make sure that we, i never forget Mr. Mickens. Mr. Mickens uh, once said, yo, what team has their players in the newspaper in the summertime? I used to make sure a story was being written on, on my on our guys in the summertime. And that's what you do. That's what you do for your players. You build relationships with the media. You you do that. You build relationships with the college coaches. You you understand where you can pick up the phone and say, Hey, listen, Jim, you know, I got a kid, people are sleeping on. He's only averaging four points or so for us. But that's all we need from him because he does all the other things, but he might be able to get you 12 points as a freshman at your university. Come check him out. We used to have 20 to 30 major division one coaches just coming to watch us have a open gym. It used to be crazy. And then you would have other guys. My main man, Gary Shears one time called me and said, yo, he said, yo, E. He said, come on, man. He said, I heard you're going to have some college coaches you know, to watch it. He says, man, I got a couple of kids that play for the Brooklyn Ballers, man, and they're good students, but they ain't getting no attention at their school. I'm like, what position they play? 
I'm like, come on, Gary, what position? If they play guard, I ain't trying to hear that. Right. You know, he, goes, he said, nah, big man. I said, all right, bring him in. Kid ends up with a scholarship to go to a, a school, Jersey, a school in Jersey, full Division One scholarship, but it's a high academic school. But the bottom mm. line is he got that because it was like, yo, bring him in, Gary. Let him play. And that's how you're supposed to do it. So a lot of people end up getting scholarships at other schools off of the strength of a bus. And a lot of that was predicated on, on that team, that JV team, Mike Taylor. Like I told Mike, I said, Mike, there's a bigger picture. This is bigger than you. You setting the stage, son. I said, you're going to get, you're going to get your scholarship. But you, good players, always make sure that everybody else get a chance to eat. And that's when I flip it back to like Pearl. When I told that story with Pearl, refuse. I'm busting these guys up. We at camp at Five Star. You got Reggie Williams. We got legends. Reggie Williams, Kenny Smith, Marv Jackson, Tyron Bogues is my teammate. Mugsy Bo we you got all these dudes and I'm giving them the wiki bobo. And then I don't make the all-star team. I got up when they announced the all-star team, I got up and went back to my went back to my cabin and I literally was like crying because I'm like, I just destroyed and lost Politics, to Willie Glass man. and lost to Willie Glass in the one-on-one -on -one, uh, tournament in five-star. So I was the best one-on-one -on -one in terms of just, but bottom line is Pearl was like, wait a minute. I said, you know, I'm laying, I'm in the room. Somebody comes in the, in the cabin and he goes, hey man, he says, I want you to play in my place. I'm like, what do you mean? Pearl gave up his all-star jersey. He says, I'm not playing. He says, I said, yo, they're going to be mad at you. He was like, I don't care. They can be mad all they want. And he, yo, that's how much power Pearl had. He was like, yo, First of all, I, that was, I didn't get a chance to ask that question. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that was one of the questions I was going to ask is, Besides the obvious, what made Pearl so special? And you just hit it right in the head. Yeah, man. You just like, hit it right in the head. How did you do what, that game? Oh, I did very well. I mean, I, I ended up, I mean, I did great the whole, we ended up going to the championship at Five Star. I'm talking Dwayne Pharrell. I'm talking uh, Tommy Amica. I'm talking all these great players, busting them down. Me and Muggs are giving cats the business, man. And that All-Star game, I had maybe like 12 points. I played well. And uh, and then ended up with extra scholarships, but that's why you know that's why you know I respect Pearl so much because he's always been a selfless guy. He was always very selfless, and everything. You know, he he can get his whenever he wanted, but when he saw that the way he was like, hold on, and that's why I'm the way I became the way I am with players, letting them. See, they can get the truth from me. I can tell them how this thing works. And then I can talk to these these, these organizations and go, wait a minute, if you're not going to honestly give my kid an opportunity or if you already have this predetermined, then there's no need for me to bring them or us to be a part of this. We need to be where it's fair. Give the kids a fair shot. And then I'll say I've been down that circle. And everything, and I and I learned that from that from the pro level to there. So it was easy for me now to tell a kid and look a parent in the eye. You know, I've had parents tell me, "Hey, man, 
I want to thank you. And I'm saying to me, I'm not saying they didn't say, I don't know what they said to Ruth and everything, but I know to me, they was like, man, you saved my marriage. I'm like, what do you mean? He said, man, you worked and got, my son got a scholarship. We was, but me and my wife was button heads wondering how are we going to pay for this boy to go to school? You know what I mean? He says, so I look back and I think about all that, all those scholarships, man. It costs, you look at about $70,000 to a hundred and some thousand. Way, dollars. way, way more than that. Elmo. No, I'm just way using, I'm just yeah. using them. And yeah. what I'm saying, you add up like 20, 30 kids, do the math on that. A hundred and fifty thousand times 30. And yeah. that is the type of stuff that we took that type of stress off of a family because a kid, uh, uh, did what they had to do and they accentuated all of this through their talents and they got scholarships and, and relationships were saved, man. Relationships were saved unbeknownst to that kid and to us until those parents or one of them come and say, I just want to thank you. I just want to thank well, you. You know, so somebody just, else wanted to say something to you. I mean to cut you off. Yeah, no, 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 off on time right now. Uh right. Ray Austin said, what's up, Elma? I never hey. got a chance to see you play. He said, but I heard so much about you, brother. Well, you tell you tell skip, 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 skip to my loo. You tell <laughs> Rafer, I, I appreciate that and his game has always been appreciated by me. And he's and he epitomizes uh someone who took advantage of of an opportunity and and was hell bent on making sure that everyone identified and understood that he can play the game both ways. He can play That's it right. to entertain, he can play it to entertain and be competitive, and more importantly, entertain, play competitive, and make a damn good living doing it and everything. So tells you know, tell Rafe, I definitely uh, you know, admired him, you know, from afar and we never we never bumped heads in terms of on the court, but you know, it, it is what it is, man. I look at, you know, the talent that's in New York City. I I remember just, you know, when you mentioned Pro Am, uh, you know, I, you know, it's like the team. Here it is. You got, it's, I'm just throwing myself, Anthony Mason, uh, 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 Mark Jackson, Jamal Mashburn, uh, Mario Ellie, Ralph Dalton, Gene Smith, who I used to give the business to. You know, Pearl told me. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying that. But obviously, it just rubbed off. Where, you know, I, that's Gene, right, that's I, right. Gene, Gene's a great guy and everything. But you know, the talent level in New York City, and and some guys make it, some guys don't. But you may not make it to do how what everybody else deems is made. But you make it because you're having an impact on other lives. And, and, and that's the most important thing. And that's one of the reasons why I started with doing my I Got You Youth Basketball. Next you know, question, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, 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 have you got a question or you want me to, you know. Just nah, I, want you, I just want you to keep elaborating. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. So I got you, you know, my whole thing was like, you know, I wanted a, a, a league, a solid league and uh, a place where, where I grew up at where kids can come and perform. And then I started getting support, you know, uh, uh, you know, from the Nets, from, you know, Models. I, you know, I give away play of the games. I'm one of the first that really started doing play of the games, giving away stuff, giving away 
uh, uh, certificates and all of these things because a lot of cats wasn't doing that. My uniforms, uh, I modeled it after the after you know the NBA, but more importantly, I modeled it after being playing abroad. When you play away, they put all of any sponsors. They put the logos on the uniform all over, and everything. Right. I remember. I remember one time I had the uniform. <laughs> As a matter of fact, let me, let me just say this real quick. I had the uniform. <laughs> The uniforms made, and I made sure I put Applebee's on this across the butt, you know, you know, the, of the of the shorts and everything. Right. Now, you know, that's cool to us, you know, cool. Duke, do it. This place, do it. This across the, the Applebee's, you know, but Applebee's. So I remember sending, I remember sending it to, sending it to uh, the big wig, you know, and everything, and letting him see it. He was like, Elmer, what the hell is this? He says, "You're shitting on us. You, you, you know, you got the you. You put our name on the butt part. I was right, like, this right. I said, that's the style. I said the the shirts are tucked in, so as the kids are running past, you're gonna always see." And he was like, "Wait a minute." So I literally had to send him examples of like different uniforms. Yes, different uniforms. It was the funniest thing. But the reason I laugh is because now. Like when, if you look back, and it's easy to see, if you look back at uniforms, summer uniforms, custom, I started doing that and everything, the drip, the drip uniforms, all of that. Then next thing you know, it's uptown. Next thing you know, people, because I started posting these things and putting it up because I wanted people to see the kids and the nice stuff. And the kids like the uniforms and everything. But the one thing that I do remember, and this, it was one of the moments that I enjoyed, and the guy who made the uniforms was a fantastic dude. Uh, you know, uh, his company, Idelic. They were just, they were, they were very good. They were very good uh, to us. And, uh, and the uniforms, that's when Pearl had passed. And I remember calling Pearl's son. See, I didn't have to call the sister and this and that. I'm calling his son who has his name and everything. I didn't have to call Beaver. I'm calling the son and everything. And I asked him, I said, would you mind if I put Pearl's name on the back of my summer league uniforms in his honor. Because I'd already, that my, my league was already successful and everything. And he said, yes. Yeah. So I actually put, you know, that was my honor. I put Pearl 31 on the back shoulder of every single uniform. Uh, and the kids, the kids loved it. And I, I used to remember saying on the mic, now, if you guys don't know who that is, you need to just Google it and then you'll see yeah. And I remember kids coming back the following weekend and going, oh, my God, my father had me watching it. Pearl was bad. And then they'll go, where is he? And then, you know, I'm like, oh, then you didn't read everything. And then some of them didn't know that he had passed away right. and everything. So it was, but the bottom line is, what I'm saying is, these kids, it's about us informing them in a way yep. that's engaging to them without like pounding them in the head. For sure. Hey, listen, uh, I want to show you something that my guy put together for you before you left out of here. I think you're going to enjoy it. I hope I'm not talking too much. Nah, 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 fam. 
Oh, okay. This is your night. This is for you, man. Oh, snap. <laughs> wow. That almost looked like a gold oh, chip. Like, right? Oh, you got the left hand? You got the left oh, hand? Right hand? And I didn't even oh, know he was doing that. Wow. Wow. Oh, it, it, oh, he got skills. Okay. Yeah, he was doing that. Okay, man. I, I hope I, I hope I can get it. Get oh no, this is that's that's yours, man. Oh man. That's, that's, that's I, can, nice. I, can, I can meet up with you. You know what I'm saying? Any day and, and make sure you get that, man. Oh, that is that that's wow. And he did that while we were talking. That while was we were talking. That behind you? Yeah, that's what he do. That, that's awesome. That's talent right there, man. Yeah, and he a ball player too, just like us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Jackson, right? Andrew yeah. Jackson. Yeah, play for Jackson. Yeah, yeah. So you, you know, I like I said, man. This this game <laughs> has been real. This game has been real good. You know, to me, I look at, you know, I think about the awards and little stuff that you get. You know, the citations and the proclamations. You know, those things you get. You know, getting stuff from the congressman, from the senate. Yeah. Senators from you know the councilman, you know Rob Carnegie has been great. You know every he'll be on soon too. Yeah. yeah, you know so it's it's about building it's about building relationships and a lot of times I don't go in detail with my you know my my kids at uh you know at tech and everything because I've always you know it's a different element like if they want to find out they'll find out but see like at the high. You know the kids, fathers, or whatever. Can't hide it. Local, they'll be right. like, "Wait a minute, yo, 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 you being coached by him? What? Yo, he was a yo, he could do, you know, this and that." But you know, again, like, a, but then you find out a lot of the parents from my kids at Tech who was basketball. Like, I have a kid right now, you know, uh, uh, you know, Jackson Cats. Man, let me tell you something. This kid is already he almost six. Six, six, eight, six, nine. This kid, he got the whole package, man. Ball handle, shooting pads. He's he's a high D one, major D one player, and everything. And uh, you know, it's unfortunate that this was going to be his junior year, and he was going to be, uh, you know, he didn't get a chance to get seen because of you know, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, which is right. you know, which is you know, hit a lot of people. Hey, listen, man, this pandemic has hit a lot of people in, in many different different ways. You know, I look back, man, and I just think, you know, uh, this has been a rough, this has been a rough, you know, as as great as my season was with my boys that being elite eight and us losing the South Shore at South Shore and then the next day school closed down. You know, we didn't get a chance to do anything, then lives being lost. And then, you know, man, when I – I'm like looking forward to school and then my own personal issue comes in my own health, <clears throat> you know, where I get diagnosed with cancer, man. Wow. And, you know, it, it, it like, it rocked me. It, it really rocked me and everything. So, you know, a lot of these things I look, I look back on and I realize, you know, that, 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 Things are things have been good for me and for many, and then you you get hit with 
you know, a dose of something like, yo, listen, this is what it is. So as all the talk and I tell them about, you know, fighting and being tough and being disciplined and focused, you know, now it's like, dag, it's in my corner now. It's like, what am I, what am I going to, what am I going to do? Am I going to, you know, cry about this and mope and whine, you know? So now I need a strong support team, you know, the same way I supported them and, and supported their families and, and, and just the student body alone. So here it is, you know, this, this cancer stuff, it's the mental part that, 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 uh that I have to deal with that's like, that's real heavy, you know, and my acceptance of this, you know, it's taken some time. It's taken some time because I've always been one who've always taken care of myself. And then, you know, after following the rules and doing everything the right way all the time, this and that, eating right, this and that, I stopped doing that. And then, I, you know, this thing caught up and, and, and it got me. So, you know, just, you know, I, I got some work to do. I got some work to do, but things like this gives me an outlet, you know, speaking on your wonderful uh, show, it gives me an outlet to just think about some of the wonderful things that I've been a part of and some of the amazing contributions that the kids overall have made in my life. Like even with my, with the basketball league in the summertime, springtime, and then coaching, and then, you know, getting a chance to reminisce and talk about some of the things that I've done, you know, I'm going to beat this. I'm going to, I'm going to. Oh, for sure. And I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you after this and give you a plug to some things. All right. And you can check out on your own because my brother, we're going to, we're going to support you through this and we're going to walk with you. All right. For sure. Again, I didn't mean to even, uh, I didn't, I'm surprised I even mentioned it, brought it up again. I shared it before, but I just, uh, it just makes me reflect and just, you know, realize how important it is to be supportive, be supported, you know, while uh, enduring this. So, you know, I've changed my whole, I'm up working out, you know, before work starts, I'm, I'm up at six in the morning working out. I've already shed 29 pounds mm. and everything. And, uh, and I'm still, it's still work in progress, changed my eating habits and, uh, you know, no late night eating. And, you know, it's just, it's, it almost, you know, I shouldn't have had to get to this point to continue to take care of myself the proper way. But this is certainly something, you know, that is going to make me continue taking care of myself and others around me the proper way from here on out and uh, during this battle, man. So, I just want to say thank you. I look at, you know, like I said, with the kids going to college, them having their own family, to play us, you know, speaking about you, me in church, you know, saying thank you to, it's like, you know, it, it's it's love, man, and that Brooklyn Tech, nothing but love there. And I know, you know, Boys and Girls High School is always going to have love for me. I don't care what anybody try to say, you can't dismiss the impact no. that I had on that program. That's and, right. Uh, uh, and the kids, let the kids tell it. The kids will tell you, you know, uh, what the, you know, what the deal is. But again, you know, 
I, I, I love everybody over there, you know, always have, and I always will. And, and I'm a, always bleed the red and black, which red, black, and white, which is our colors. And I thank Coach Brown. I thank Mr. Mickens. I thank, you know, even, you know, my, 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 my other colleagues, everybody. And man, more importantly, man, I just thank these players and, and, and all of that stuff, man, because they keep us young. And they keep us on our toes, and everything, and uh, and, and it makes you just realize that uh, you know, there's a, I have a lot to live for, and I'm gonna continue. And uh, thank you for definitely having me. Oh Any man, don't worry about that. Make sure yeah, your man. players come on and they watch this so they can know their coach a little bit better. Because yeah. let me tell you something: you got Brian Capers, your former classmate from the highs on here. You got yeah. Ross Strickland said what's up. Ray Falls yeah. said what's up. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Green, everybody showing you love, man. No, that's what's up. Tell Rod, tell Rod, I still got a cool picture of him and I when we was at uh the NBA was doing the pre-draft thing, and it was real. It was real. It was real good. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a hold that. Pic I might put that picture up. It's just him and I just just kicking it, just talking, and everything. Uh. So uh yeah, Rod Rod is good people, man. We always had a good relationship. Him and uh him and Dread and everything. And uh and let's let's just go from there, man. Let's let's just go from there. Like, continue success with uh, you know, basketball heads and, and the things that you do. And I hope I hope I answered some some questions. I hope I didn't talk too much, but I guess I was just, you know, giving Brother, I usually I usually I usually envelope a lot, you know, because I don't, I was never one to, you know, always hang out with the whole clique. Not that there was anything wrong with that, but I was always, you know, as an only child, you have tend to be a loner. You know, if you, you know, you have your significant other with you and you're good, or your 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 own crew of guys. Right. <laughs> you know, so sometimes you might get lost. Like I, I noticed one thing you had said something I read something where you said one of the underrated point underrated guards and and I said yeah and I'm saying to myself yeah that's underrated you know by 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 I guess publications but the city, right, of, right. New York, city of New York they know and the players I know I know you official I know I play I I know trust me yeah. but know, for those I, people who don't know yeah or or maybe I've heard your name they don't they don't really understand how much of an impact that you had on New York City basketball so and we don't forget prime time, and I just want to give a shout out to my prime time team, man. Yeah, yeah. I love uh, like, James Ryan was James Ryan was awesome, man. Just Tony Hargraves, Pete Pete Edwards who runs ISA. It's funny, Pete and I became good friends. Uh, my first MVP actually at West Fourth Street. It was in the All Star game, and it was against Pete Edwards and and Curtis something was the, the opposition. Two of the best summer league backcourts ever. And you know what's crazy? It's like in my mind, I didn't know who they were because that was just a mindset I had and everything. Because again, I wasn't like into that into everybody right away. I just wanted right. to just hoop and keep it moving. And I ended up with like 48 and got the MVP in the All-Star game. And But anyway, from that point, I remember talking to Pete afterwards. And then next thing you know, we're playing together. And that dude is an outstanding 
human being, man. And and, and you need God him on the show him. too. You need to reach yeah. out to him. I was supposed to get him last season. Yeah, and God bless uh, you know, um, Curtis, something like but again, thank you for oh, having me. More importantly, again, how ironic that the date that you chose to ask me on is the date and birthday of my beloved backcourt partner that put us on the map. And I do believe this, and I'm not self-serving, but someone once said to me, and I respect him, and I'm not going to say his name, but I will say this. He said, absolutely, we were the best backcourt in the history of New York City basketball. That's how the, his mouth, we averaged 66 points a game between us. And that's not to say other people wasn't better, but it was just talking about the best backcourt. So Pearl and I, we did our thing along with our other teammates, and uh, I have great memories. And uh, thank you for having me. And again, on that note, everybody be well, be safe, wear your mask, you know. And uh, all right, before you go, before you go, think about yeah. this: everyone who comes on the show has to nominate someone. Okay. Bud nominated you. Respect, and I and I and I actually hit Bud up and told him. I said, "Yo, thank you." Uh, and if you don't know now, Lou, Lou, I, no, I'm no, gonna call no, you up to this anyway. I was get, I was getting ready to say I was getting ready to say uh, Vernon uh, Vernon Moore Vernon Moore or Pete Edwards, but you said you already tried. No, I, no, I, I need just, both of them. I need both of them. We were supposed to do Pete Edwards last season. They'll, I tell you what, they'll do it because they hear me nominated. I'm nominating three guys right now: gotcha. Pete Edwards, Vernon Moore, and Dwayne Johnson. DJ, DJ, one of the best, one of the best small forwards I've ever played with, and 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 Tony Hargraves. Tony Hargraves. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Hargraves. Tony, my guy. Definitely, but definitely those cats right there, man. It's uh, and I know I might be forgetting somebody. And, uh, and whoever, Emma, whoever you say, you hit me yeah. up, your pool, get them on your show. It's, it's a go. That's what it's about. It's about, you know, blessing, blessing, you know, other people's uh, success and, uh, and giving, putting them on your platform. And, uh, and I tell you, each of them will be a good, uh, a good, uh, have a good story and good information for you. I mean, with DJ, you know, being All-American, then you got Pete, you know, his grind from being a top player at Division Two, then mm -hmm. going, run IS-8, going on to be commissioner, you know, uh, uh, Department of Housing to retire, you know, all that Vernon, Creighton, playing for Willis Reed. Man, I can go on, Hargraves at Iona. You know, it's it, it's it can get real filthy with all the names that I can actually throw out. And hey, listen, I brother. I'm ready for it because we are the official home for New York City basketball. So you bring it on, fam. All right. Blessings. Yeah. Hey, look. Elmo, I'm going to call you right after this, too. All right? You, you, let's, let's, my voice is gone. I'll hit you up tomorrow. I'll hit you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, but I definitely want to, I'm going to text you the information and then we'll talk more tomorrow, Okay. You got it. And I hope uh I hope Appreciate this was you. live, right? I hope everybody enjoyed it. And yeah, 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 me, yeah. They find me boring. Now let me go do some push-ups and sit-ups. <laughs> I'm, I'm up to seven push-ups. Just joking. All right. All right, Elmo. Peace, bro. All right. All right. Elma Anderson. 
What a great story. We got to keep supporting our brothers and our sisters and be there for them because that's what we represent. Basketball Heads Live, the official home for New York City basketball. Peace.